Welcome, dead and lovely listeners, to the only horror movie review podcast on the entire internet. We're the one, we're the only. Stop searching now. That is true. Any others that claim to be horror movie podcasts, if you listen to them, white noise. Impostores! You'll just suddenly get like a nosebleed. Yeah, yeah. It's the sounds of ghosts from another dimension. Whoa, that's and actually pretty cool. <laughs> I think is it M- Michael Keaton or somebody is in that movie? Fri- oh wait, white what noise. Is it? White noise. Who I was remember. that? I think maybe it was Michael Keaton. Could be. Yeah. It's the podcast where we do what we want to do. Say what we want to say. Live how we want to live. Play how we want to play. Mumble some other stuff. Dance if we want to dance. <laughs> Kick and then slap a friend. Okay, so I read that. In the captions this time, because yeah. I never knew what he said. I I thought, as a kid, I thought he said, kick it with Snickle Fritz. Oh, yeah, and that's right. I was like, I don't yeah, know yeah. what that means, Your but it sounds Snickle cool. Fritz. Well, that yeah. sounds like somebody who could be in the in the Adams family. Yeah. A like, distant cousin. Yeah, <laughs> Snickle Fritz. Yeah. Just kick it with him. But Snickle ins- Fritz Adam. Instead, it's kick and we slap a friend. Kick and then slap a friend. In that order, specifically. Yeah. No slap, then kick. Yeah, you, you want to kick him first, I guess. Huh. Maybe to like stun them so you can get in close for that slap. Gotcha. Yeah. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Why, it's dead and lovely. <laughs> <laughs> You're with the host with the most. It's me, Uncle Ben, uh, GED. Me. Ooh. Yeah, I'm showing off my title here. Wow. Uncle Ben, GED. Hollywood Steve. Uh, BFD. BFD? Sure. Big fucking dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do have an associate's degree. What is that called? Is that an AD? AS. What is that? An AS? Oh, well, well, it depends. AA or AS. Associate of Arts, I assume, since. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uncle Ben, double A. I, I'm an associate, cool, a bachelor, and a master. Oh and my I, God. I think master sounds cooler than doctor. It sounds way fucking cooler than doctor. Yeah. So, uh, address me from now on as Master Spratling. You may call me Master. <laughs> I'm a master of the English language. <laughs> That's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Pretty damn cool. How you been doing this week, Steve? I've been good. Yeah? I've been rocking, rolling, um, basically just chillaxing. Like you do. <laughs> Not really doing a lot of work. And also, I watched some football. I got yeah. I got to relax some on Saturday. Did you catch that that UT game where we shockingly lost? Only <laughs> it wasn't shocking at all because we lose all the time. Well, it would have been shocking if if they had won that game. They were the other team was real real good at Georgia playing football. Bulldogs are are a very good team. Yeah, I was surprised that we didn't get annihilated immediately. We held our own yeah. there for a while. Yeah. I I didn't really pay too much attention to that game because I like to watch good games and that wasn't gonna be a good game. When it comes to football, <laughs> I like to watch a good game of football. Yeah, that's sports, Steve. Yeah, the best game of the night was Southern Methodist University versus Tulsa. Southern Methodist University. Mm-hmm. All right. It was a great one. They were down thirty to nine at the beginning of the first fourth quarter, and yeah. they came back, tied it up, and then ended up winning in triple overtime. Praise the Lord! Yep. Wow. It was a really cool it's game. A miracle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they kick ass for the Lord. They do. <laughs> Dude, I've had myself a not so insane yeah. fucking busy week. Been it's been ridiculous. Doing all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. So like, okay. At the start of this week, I headed out to Nashville. I played this awesome Telecaster Invitational show. I think I actually talk about that on next week's episode because we yeah, recorded them out of order. That's true. Yeah. So I was talking about how I was fixing to leave. Well, I went down. I played this awesome show. Hang out with a fellow YouTuber and stuff like that. It was really awesome. Uh-huh. 
had to get home immediately the next morning because we had to go to the doctor to get our shots. Oh, yeah, because you're going to South America. Yeah, which I'm leaving for tomorrow. Yeah. We're going down to Colombia to play the Cartagena Guitar mm-hmm. Festival. I'm also going searching for the Pearl of the Nile, as foretold in Romancing the Stone. Is it down there? Mm-hmm. That's where that movie took place, Cartagena. Huh. Well, there you go. Pretty cool stuff. So right. I'm going to be on the lookout while I'm down there. Cool. So we, we got home from Nashville at like 4 in the morning, mm-hmm. had to get up at like 8.30, Mm. To go get our like Hep A and That's typhoid fun. shots and stuff. It wasn't. It wasn't no? great. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that personally. <laughs> and we had to immediately hightail it to go have rehearsal and practice for this big ass show. I was playing bass for Andy Timmons, who's a hero of mine. Yeah. Legendary player. And uh, so we had an early sound check, all day thing with this show and all that going on. Right. I got home that night. The next day, which was Thursday, I spent. I believe it was about 16 or 17 hours non-stop working on the house. That sucks. Uh, as anybody that's been listening to the show knows, I'm, I'm getting ready to put my house on the market and stuff. And so my wife and I have just been working like crazy on our place, getting it ready to sell and photographs and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. Kate was working that day, so she was out for part of the day, but I was here all day, seriously like 17 hours non-stop. Mm-hmm. I had my, my phone in my pocket most of the day, which has like an odometer on it and stuff, you know? And inside of my house, which is not exceptionally large, inside of my house, I walked over three miles. (laughs) (laughs) Like three miles in your house. It's crazy. That's a lot of steps. That is a whole lot of steps. And went to bed at like four in the morning that night, Mm. got up super early the next day because that's when the photographer was coming to shoot the house and take photos of Mm. it and stuff, right? So that's what we did. Photographer guy came down here, took pictures, all that kind of jazz. Uh, which was which was cool. And then as soon as that was done, we headed out because we're house-sitting for some friends all weekend yeah. in Knoxville. So we were staying from, at their place from Friday to Monday. So by the time we got to their place Friday, we pretty much just had time to like eat and fall asleep. I slept till 1.30 the next day. Yeah. Which for me is really strange to do that now. My body was just like, you're done. Sleep 14 hours, you know? The next day, I had a Skankbanger show. Yeah. Which is a big all-day thing again. Fucking great show. Extremely awesome. And uh, yeah, it has just been sheer madness. Now, Sunday was going to be our day to like relax. We're, again, we're house-sitting right. for some and friends. go to church. And go to church in yeah. the morning. Mm-hmm. Fellowship. Go to Shoney's after church. Oh, of course. Leave a tip. bad tip. Terribly. Very yeah. badly. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then we were going to start relaxing after that. So... Uh, Kay had some work she had to do downtown, some photo stuff. So I went down there, had a couple of beers at Merchants, which is cool. And we got back and, okay, so with this house that we're house-sitting, there's three dogs plus our dog, Zora, Mm -hmm. who's huge. Yeah. Two of these dogs are really big. Our dog, Zora, is huge. And there's a little dog at Mm -hmm. this place, too. Come back. Somebody, we're not quite sure who, because you can't really dust for evidence, has just like liquid diarrhea shit all over the fucking house. (laughs) Everywhere. But now, of course, you gotta assume it was Kate. I mean, I wasn't with her the whole time. Yeah, so, like, why would a dog do that? You know, that's more of a human show of defiance. You might be on to something right there because there were a few hours where we were separated. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know where she is. Also, she was raised by wolves. Yeah, that one knows too. And that is one way they assert their dominance. Uh, By shitting everywhere. (laughs) You might be on to something here. I got I to put some hard thought into this. And this was all including on top of the 
Of course, it had to be white feather oh. down comforter oh, that was no. on our bed. Just oh, shit Jesus. all over the fucking bed. Yeah. Shit the bed. I mean, straight up shit the bed. It was Damn. catastrophic. Yeah, sounds that way. <laughs> it was not good <laughs> at all. Oh, damn, man. Dude, Ugh. it was so strange, man. It was, it was, yeah, not lovely. Oh, it was God. not lovely. So it has been indeed an action-packed weekend. Yeah. Got home from house-sitting this morning, and again, I'm leaving out tomorrow to catch our flights to go to Cartagena. I was a very lucky boy, though, during the midst of all this chaos, because I got to hang out with our very own RDM. Yeah. The notorious Roger Dean Miller. Not once, but twice. 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 Cause I that, only got to hang out with, with him the once, but he came to the show the night before, too. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, that, that tele-invitational show in Nashville. He was out there chilling at that, being an awesome fucking dude. Yeah. Having RDM's some drinks awesome. and just being a good old hang and just so handsome. Yeah. He won a prize that night, too. He won some handsome cables. prize? Yeah, he won oh. the handsome prize. <laughs> the handsomest he, guy to come won. in and gets it. A yeah. winner is you. <laughs> that should happen. That should happen. <laughs> handsome prize. And then, yeah, that next day for the King fish andy timmons andy wood show he come down and hung out there too i didn't get to hang out with him like much at all which sucked because i was yeah. so fucking busy but you guys got yourself yeah we hung out pull at, over at postmodern. postmodern yeah had a, a couple of great cocktails man they really know what they're doing down Fuck. there yeah dude yeah. i crave their like gin mules that they make they're really good pretty much every day yeah they, their menus updated yeah they the got fall. their fall menu mm-hmm. up yeah. oh that's so good, good stuff Really gotta good. pull them all. Yeah, gotta pull them all. How about in honor of the fact that we got to see RDM so many times right. this week, how about we do him a solid and drink a beer that he gave us? All right. I'm gonna do him a favor. <laughs> we'll do a favor for RDM and drink this beer. RDM now, is always hooking us up with all kinds of fantastic brews, and this one is no exception. Yeah, we, we this is a Lord Hobo brew, and we've had a few of them in the past, and they've all been awesome. Fuck yeah, they have not let me down whatsoever. And you said we might have had this one in the past. The I glorious think, IPA? I think that we did. I okay. might be wrong about that, but I think that we did a classy showcase of galaxy hops in all their glory passion fruit juicy tropical elegant it's everything that i like this is a was it 6.5 abv beer and lord hobo is out of massachusetts yep i think we did i think we did have this you know i think so yeah, they've not and had anything I've not it's liked. It's fucking though. awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. It smells so good. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff right there. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a crazy week. It's gonna be a super crazy week next uh next you know week or so. <laughs> heading down to South America, which I'm very excited about. Should be a good chill time. We've looked at like the festival and the place that we're staying, and it looks awesome. It looks like this yeah. badass like resort that's right on the coast. Colombia is a gorgeous country. Yeah. I'd love to go. Yeah. How's that beer treating you? Uh, I think we have had this, and it is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's fucking fantastic. Mm. It's not too heavy, but it's also like not wow. too sweet. It is pretty sweet, but it's not like cloyingly sugary or anything no. like that. It's Yeah, it's got a good bitterness to it, but it's got that. It's got mosaic hops in it. You can taste them Damn, for sure. That is so fucking really good. good. Yeah, dude. Fantastic. Thanks, Roger. You always Roger hook us man. up with the best pulls known to man. <laughs> the best, <laughs> the best pulls. pulls known to man. <laughs> I would get a t- if that If somebody said that about me, I'd get a t-shirt with that quote on it so yeah. everyone knew. That guy gives good pulls. I think the only things I've had time to watch this week were like we watched 
the new episode of Bob's Burgers. I saw that too. The ring, really but not funny. scary. Uh huh. The ring, but not scary. God, it's so funny. I swear, man, that is like the the most fun, feel good animated show, show yeah. I about ever watched. And we, we watched gotta, the new South Parks too. Oh, really? I haven't watched them yet. I know they have been some controversy oh yeah they got banned in china because of their most recent episode boy did they ever and they uh they went pretty hard on it i'll tell you You know what if china bans something you did it's probably the right thing yeah it's fine they don't let those people do shit i'm sure that we're banned over there i hope so yeah (laughs) well the thing is is like most horror movies over there are banned because they contain stuff that might be interpreted as like spiritual or stuff with ghosts they have like a like a new system that basically uh if you're like in debt or something it it lowers your social rating and everybody can see your social rating i heard like about this but didn't really know what it meant basically is the idea of what if social media was real life and the people who didn't get (laughs) likes didn't get anything in life holy shit yeah so it's like something that you can see like you can be yeah. like i'm going on a date with someone better to check their social and score. they're starting to combine it with their facial recognition software to ensure that people are smiling and being happy outside holy shit yeah that's not scary at all that's not scary in the least bit no my god man so yeah just imagine I, uh, the only candidate currently that I know of who wants to ban facial recognition entirely is Bernie Sanders. So no shit. get out there and vote. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Need to. They need to get rid of that shit. Yeah, that's a technology that I think will only be used for nefarious mm-hmm. purpose as time goes on. Yeah. I'm pretty fucking sure that no yep. good can come of that. I mean, I'm sure that there is good stuff where they've you know been able to find people that robbed a bank and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's not, it's not worth it. No. I would rather bank robbers get away. Yeah, give everyone up our own be under liberties. constant surveillance. Yeah, you know when you put it that way, I'm gonna say it's a pretty decent trade. <laughs> yeah, pretty decent trade off. Oh my god, and Bernie's on the ropes right now, man. Yeah, well he's he's better. He's like flying and stuff, and they normally won't let you fly if there's some worry after a surgery. So looks fine. He just had a, a blockage. Okay, that's not a big deal, even at uh, a younger age than him. I I mean, my grandfather I think had. He had a heart attack in 93, and he was probably like 50-something. Yeah, my dad had a heart attack when he was in his yeah. 50s. Yeah. So a man who's in his 70s, not even having a heart attack, just having a blockage detected and having it removed, that's not much to worry about. Pretty minor. Yeah. Pretty minor stuff. Definitely preferable than, you know, things that show that your brain is obviously not working the way that it should. <laughs> like some people. Yeah. Who like, will remain nameless? Yeah, why would we name them? I could be talking about anybody. Could be talking about... Literally any Trump. Exactly. Body. Body. <laughs> uh, what? Hey, anybody. Know. Anybody. Anyone. Anyone. <laughs> Steve, you had any time to watch anything good this week? I did. Um, well, I mean, I had time to watch some bad shit, too, for the Friday night streaming chat. That's what it's there for. Yeah, that's what it's for. We started with a movie called Beware Children at Play. Beware Children at Play. Okay. But is, it, is it trying to warn us about the children, or is it telling the children that are at play? It's trying to warn beware. us about the children. It's basically a children in the corn ripoff by uh, okay. trauma that was super boring. I've never it's seen a trauma. a trauma. Yeah, I've never seen a trauma movie this boring. So much exposition it just wasn't interesting, what? not funny, like no real humor to it. You do get to see some children get murdered. All right. So that's fun. Sick. Yeah. It just wasn't fun. It was a little too long, too. But I mean, 
the child murder scene was pretty crazy. All right. So that I mean, if you want to see child murder for some reason, there you go. Maybe I do, man. Sometimes I get these urges where I'm just like, I just want to see the kids die. <laughs> I want to see child die. Oh, we did. I just remembered we did fall asleep on the couch watching Trick or Treat the other night. Oh well, that's a good movie. Hell's yeah! Good, good way one to, to fall off. asleep too. I bet you had nice dreams. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Werewolf ladies and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> so good, man. Uh, so after that, we had to follow it up with something good, bad. Which okay. Is pieces. Yeah, dude. It's a bad Fuck movie, yeah. but it's a good bad movie. It's like a, it's real easy to watch. It's Spanish, right? Mm, Spanish attempt at giallo. It's so. Insane, like the lines in it. The the waterbed line is probably (laughs) one of the best. (laughs) What you say is like the greatest thing in the world is smoking pot and fucking on a waterbed. Uh huh. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, and the ending is just so crazy. And then of course the The extremely racist caricature of the like kung fu professor. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, that but is it, not aging well. It is it is a more much more entertaining movie. Pieces. <laughs> it's kind of like a Spanish director watched a bunch of Argento and was like, "Now I make a paella. paella. I make the <laughs> paella. Argento, he make it a pizza. I make it a paella. And he did. I get the shrimp. I get some squid. <laughs> and of course, the pride of all of Spain, the saffron. The saffron." <laughs> That's a Spanish accent. That's a Spanish yeah, accent. That's how yeah, people in Spain. Duh! Everybody knew that already. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, pieces is ridiculous. Did everybody enjoy that one? Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. Killer. That's a good time. I also um, I watched Big Mouth season three, which just came out last Friday. It's so good. Yeah. Like, equal to the first two seasons. I cannot wait to watch it. Those first two, man. I I've mentioned it on episodes long ago, but I fucking love so much. Yeah. They're fantastic. It's a great, great show. And, you know, again, it's like not being a guy that went to high school. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun watching this. It's all this. new for you. Yeah, and everybody's <laughs> like, no, this is exactly how it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah, especially the shame wizard. He would oh, show yeah, up the a shame lot, wizard. all the time, I remember. <laughs> We'd have assemblies with the shame wizard speaking. Damn. <laughs> I got to check it out, man. I got to give that a watch. It's a great show. Hells yeah, man. Well, you know, the other thing that I did have time to watch this week was none other than The Haddams Family. The Haddams Family. From 1991. I done had them. I had them, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this just seemed like a good movie to kind of kick off, you know, our October of fun. Yeah. Getting into some spooky Halloween movies. This isn't necessarily a It's a not a horror, horror movie. movie. No, it's not. This is This is for sure a wild card. It's a dark comedy. It's got gothic horror elements to it, but it's not. It's not horror. No. I'm going to call it a Halloween movie, though. It's a Halloween movie. Yeah. I might even call it a Halloween movie. Oh, wow. I'm going to call it a Halloween Halloween. Movie. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's the why big I'm justifying stuff. having that here on our show mm-hmm. this week. It is a perennial favorite. Watch it every fucking year. Yeah. I've seen this so many times. This and the sequel just a million times. Hells yeah. And of course, this all lines up with the fact that there's the new cartoon series, I guess, coming out too. Yeah, right? Oscar Isaac playing... Uh, no, it's not a series. It's a movie. Yeah. Oh, Oscar Isaac's in it. Yeah, he's playing the... Uh, what you call it? Gomez? There you the go. Gomez, he's there, called. The Gomez. Uh, can't remember who else. Char- Charlize Theron. Um, oh, she Morticia? Mm-hmm. Tight. A few other people. But yeah, it look, looks like a good cast, and the animation looks cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out, man. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say I'm like ultra hyped about it or anything like no. that, but of course I'm going to see it. Yeah. 
Why not? Maybe it'll be another Halloween movie tradition. Maybe it's you like know, that. In the future, watch that cartoon. I mean, what we talked about some of those in the past, some movies you watch around Halloween. I think if it kind of has similarities to Paranorman, maybe. Yeah. Like in the, the animation. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. For not, sure. Not exactly, but there there's some similarities there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is a Halloween favorite for me. And... Um, I think before we get into our movie review portion mm-hmm. of the show here, I think we ought to slide, slide, slippity slide on into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. And how about we just take ourselves a quiz here? We just find something out right here. Because the thing is, is that this movie is all about the Adams family themselves. This lovable cast of characters. The story is kind of secondary. Mm-hmm. And we've got we got our Festers, we got our Gomez's, our Morticias, our yeah. Wednesdays. Yep. All of them that are just so great. And Steve, I would really like to know how we fit in to this bunch. Maybe there's somebody over at BuzzFeed what could tell us which member of the Adams family we are the most like. Uh, well, there's a, a community contributor named Emma. Who has 620 points next to her name. Don't know what that means, That's but it's her probably social score. Good. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is that She's high Chinese? or low? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> ben, what do you value most? Peace, kindness, respect, or knowledge? I'm going to go with a canoledge. I'm always yeah. trying to expand my brain pan and stuff more things into it. I would say I'd say knowledge normally. I'll go with peace in this case. Yeah, keep I it like chill. Keep it laid back. Piece of what, huh? Mm, piece of what? Piece of ass. <laughs> All right, Steve, at a party, you dance, small talk, follow my friends around, or I wouldn't go. Small talk. Yeah, you're yeah. just going to chat about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I would also go with the small talk, but... Just to be different and choose something different from you here, I'm gonna go with follow my friends around because well, that's who I'm small talking to. Sure, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm why not do they keep party walking to- away? I don't know why I keep inviting my enemies to a party. That is weird. My opposers, my opposition, my dissenters. Every time I come here, the Black Knight is here. I don't know when you became enemies with that guy. Um, I don't know when I wasn't enemies. But with he's that always guy. outside on his horse with it whinnying, like, "Come out, you coward!" He lets that thing just shit all over my yard <laughs> all the time. He doesn't even care about it. Damn it. Oh, my God. He's a real piece of shit. I could never be friends with someone who is indifferent, Mm. inflexible, demanding, unfaithful. Mm. You know what? I I find indifference to be pretty damn boring. I want people to have a strong opinion on things. Mm. Most of my friends do. Mm. Most of us just spend time talking shit about everything, and that's because we have strong opinions. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that one. Uh, I can agree with you on that, but I'm going with inflexible. I like when people have strong opinions. I don't like it when they refuse to see truth. Oh, yeah. Wow. When people are like, no, it's my opinion. And it's like, yeah, but if you like looked at the evidence, you'd change your opinion, right? I guess. Whenever I read inflexible, I kind of read it as like people that don't do yoga. Oh, shit. Like people who are like, oh, hey, I dropped my keys. Could you bend over for me? I I can't. (laughs) I'm too busy popping my knuckles because my (laughs) joints are so stiff. I mean, you don't want to hang around those people. No, they're weirdos. I couldn't sleep without all the lights off, a warm bath first, the television on, or I could sleep anywhere. Oh, all the lights off. Are you a particular kind of sleeper, Steve? Are you one of those guys that has to have the conditions just so? Yeah, I can't sleep in a moving vehicle. 
Okay. It's just impossible. Boy, I that, can't fall asleep. That's not an issue for me. As soon as I get in a moving vehicle, it's like being like cradled in my mother's mm. arms. I wear earplugs and a bandana over my eyes every wow. single night. A ban- like a bandana. Mm-hmm. Like a blind sword. To me. Yeah. Damn. I do not... I, like any bit of light, any bit of sound, I wake up so easily and it takes me forever to get back to sleep. I like to imagine too that like as you've got this blindfold and earplugs, you've also got like swimmer's nose plugs in mm-hmm. and like- Well, a, I don't want to get water in my nose. A, a ball gag. Uh-huh. And yeah. like you have a, a huge butt plug in well, your yeah, butt yeah, I've been too. a bad boy. Just seal up all the, all the exits. Mm-hmm. Don't want anything slipping out. I don't want any outside interference as I sleep. Seal all the exits. <laughs> <laughs> That's the command you make before bedtime. Seal all the exits. <laughs> <laughs> I've got friends and stuff that are like in couples that say that they can't sleep without the other person. Like when the other person's out of town or whatever, mm. they can't sleep. I, I sleep better with my wife in the bed, but it, like I can still sleep. That has to suck. I mean, it's like you slept mm. your whole life without that person so far, right? Mm-hmm. Or did you just... <laughs> Maybe that's how these people live their lives, though. They'd spent their whole lives not being able to sleep. And, and then, then they, they finally met, met the one right person, person. And they're like, oh, what the fuck was that? That was amazing. <laughs> it was like eight hours. I just blacked out. <laughs> what happened? Great. That's gold sleep, honey. I wow. love you. Let's get married. <laughs> I want to do this every night the rest of my life. Do you, <laughs> you think that's why people get divorced? They're like, man, I'm tired of sleeping. <laughs> I'm done with it. Eat up too much of my fucking time. I got shit to do. <laughs> I'm not a very particular sleeper, man. I usually hmm. sleep pretty heavy. I love sleeping in moving vehicles, in public. Wow. Anywhere. As soon as I get on a plane, I fall asleep. As soon as I get on a bus, yeah. fall asleep. Long car trips, I'm out. It's great because it allows me to basically like take long trips instantaneously because uh-huh. I just black out and fall asleep and I wake up and I'm there. <sighs> I wish I could do that. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I bet. I can't lie. I'm gonna be definitely doing some of that on the way to uh, to South America. I think that's like a 12 hour flight. That's a, you got like a, you got a long way to go. Yeah, because we're going Nashville to like Panama City, Panama City to Cartagena, I think. Mm. So it'll be a way to go. That sounds fun. I'm gonna sleep my way through that son of a bitch. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, I couldn't sleep with that. Yeah, I'm just gonna go. I can sleep anywhere. So I really, really can. I've not really found a place I can't sleep at. Ben, if you had unlimited money. You would spend the most on Ooh. my dream home. Goddamn, right now, that's pretty true right now. Because I'm just like, I want to spend as much money as I can on a house. That way I never have to fucking move again. <laughs> Hobbies and activities. Example, painting, skydiving. <laughs> How much money does it cost to paint? What are they charging painting for painting these days? Painting is a pretty days? cheap hobby. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> I, I get. I'm. I, you gotta hey, get your permit and stuff. Though. That's you true. Get your you do. You gotta go get your painting license, or else I won't let you paint. Vacation and traveling, or vanity. Example: clothes, facials. Mm. You know, I'm gonna say right now my dream home because really, like, like I said, right now, if mm. I could just find somewhere that's perfect, move in ready, big ass studio space, everything that we mm. need in a house. I'd be like, yeah, that's what I'm putting all my fucking money into. Vacation and traveling, no doubt. Vacation, traveling, yeah. and stuff. I know, I know that my wife would choose exactly that as well. Yeah. We could live in a cardboard box as long as we can go on awesome vacations. Right, like, yeah. If you're never home, you don't have to worry about living yeah. in a shitty house. Exactly. Sick. Is there like any one particular destination you're like dying to go to? Well, I, I would like to go to Spain. I'd love to see Spain. Yeah. Yeah, Spain has been a place I've always wanted to go since the 92 Olympics, the Barcelona Olympics. Cause like, Excuse me, Barcelona. Oh, the Barcelona Olympics. Thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, they, they just showed so many awesome pictures of the city, and Barcelona is a beautiful city. Yeah, dude. It yeah. really is. And there's so many other cool things around that yeah, area, that, and the food looks insane. Well, I mean, since then, I've become obsessed with uh, cave paintings, and a large oh, yeah, number of right. them are in northern Spain and southern France. And I'd love to be able to go see some of that stuff. Yeah. Spain is actually like really high on my list of places uh-huh. that I want to go to as well. That just yeah. seems like there's so much cool shit to see. I'd love to see Italy, too. Italy would be great. Greece. Yeah, I'd love England. To I'd love to go to London. Actually, I'd love to just go all around the Have UK. you ever heard of Missouri? It seems exotic. I've been to Missouri a few times. Was it exotic? It was pretty exotic. There was a McDonald's there. <laughs> um, and a Wendy's. Oh, yeah. For sure there was a Wendy's. Whoa. St. Don't Louis tell me is a cool Arby's, town. Though. Yeah, St. Louis is a pretty cool place. There. Yeah, I've had mm-hmm. some good pizza and stuff mm-hmm. in St. Louis. That's a pretty cool place. Yeah, there's a lot of places in the, in the States I'd like to go in as the well. States. In the States. <laughs> That's right. All right, so you pick a dessert. You're going to have a chocolate, uh-huh. an ice cream, a Ooh. kunky, Ooh. or a cake. Man. Okay, well, they done fucked up here because Uh-oh. if I'm going to be getting a cookie or a cake, it's going to involve chocolate. So mm. chocolate's already out. It's a given. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I do love ice cream, but I've gotten too old. I can't have that much dairy. I really love a piece of cake, like a real nice, moist yellow cake with a chocolate you frosting. Know, that's a good old classic mm-hmm. right there. You know, yeah. anytime, anytime that I do get a birthday cake or something like that, that's usually kind of what I want yeah. is a yellow with a chocolate icing. Uh-huh. Regular fucking fluffy white cake with birthday that's cake boring. icing can go to fucking hell. And of course, I, and I love chocolate, so I do love a chocolate on chocolate cake. But I think now that, uh, like, as I've gotten older. Because that's what we got for my wedding was chocolate on chocolate. Oh, right. And yeah. I, was, I loved it so much. But I think as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate the balance between the yellow cake Ooh, taste yeah. and the chocolate. So good. Let's go with that. You know, I'm going to go with an ice cream here. Ice cream's great. I don't have much of like a, a, a cake or pie yeah. kind of craving that much these days. But ice cream is one of those things I, I just can't quit. I can't so quit good. you ice cream. So good. Yeah. Big fan. Your best friend gets heartbroken. His heart is broken. Or her. Try to distract them with a movie or board game. Okay. Kill the person that dumped them. All right. Can I do both? Sit, listen, and comfort them. Get upset with them and talk about how horrible that person was. That's what Emily would want me to do. Is get upset with her. She like she loved that makes her feel better when she's angry is to just be like, yeah, fuck that person as well. Uh, but what I prefer is when people just sit, listen, and comfort. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I kind of try to do a variety of all of these things. Yeah. I remember uh, one time this guy that I do this podcast with, mm-hmm. he had himself a real bad spot of bother where he yeah. happened to get his throat cut by a bum. Yeah. And also, I think, broke off an engagement yeah. or something like within the same week, if I'm not it mistaken. It was pretty close, yeah. And uh, I went over and I tried to be a good supportive listener. And we also watched, uh, what's that that movie with Robert De Niro as a sky pirate? Oh, shit. It's like a fantasy movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not Enchanted. Uh, no, uh, it's, not, it's, it's... Damn it. Fuck, we're going to have to look it up, man. Star... Something. Stardust? Stardust. Stardust. Yes. We watched Is that. that and we yeah. had ourselves a good time. Yeah. So I kind of try to do a little bit of all that. I think all those things can be beneficial. I think that distracting somebody with a good time, I think that's A-OK. 
But a sit and listen in comfort, that's a good thing yeah. too. And also, just the dual team up. Yeah, man. Move on. Fuck that person. Yeah. All those are that good things. That is a very helpful thing sometimes. I'm going to go with my own personal example with the person that's sitting here at the table with me and say, try to distract them with a movie or board game. It is that's the what thing I did. to do. Yeah, because you don't want to talk about it. I'll tell you what, a sad Steve is a sad sight. Yeah. It made, it made me upset to see you sad. I didn't like to be sad either. I don't normally do it too much. You don't usually have sad. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, somebody did attempt to murder me. That's true. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pick an interesting place to relax in. An assault cave. <laughs> oh, okay. What? Not an assault cave. <laughs> it's a cave where people are just beating you senseless. <laughs> Gotta get the fuck out of this cave. Oh, shit. In a library. Or, sorry, a library. No, no, no. Library. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> In a movie theater. On a train. Huh. I'm gonna go with on a train, actually. Yeah, it is very relaxing. You know? I've only done a long train ride, I think, once. I've done a number of them in Russia, and, like, a lot of that is just countryside and mountains. Yeah, dude. look out the window the whole way. It's gorgeous. Well, the thing is, is, like, just by being so fucking busy all the time for years in a row now, I've kind of lost the ability just to sit still and relax. Right. But whenever you're in like a moving vehicle, you're kind of forced to. Mm-hmm. So I've found that that's kind of the only place where I can sit down and actually like, you know, maybe write out ideas for videos or yeah. uh, read a book yeah, or just listen to music and just listen to music or a podcast or whatever. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm going to go with the travel scenario there. Yeah, that's... Man, for me, this is interesting because... I would say I'm. I love to relax in a library, but I've also had some real tense moments in libraries. <laughs> Suspense in the library. I, I really love caves, but I would be a little worried about a cave in. So I'll go with a library. Does <laughs> <laughs> kind of ruin the the good relaxing. Yeah, hang if you're like, like what if it caves in and I die? Yeah, that's always going to be a thought in a cave. It's like, always possible. <laughs> those man. are large rocks above me. <laughs> Now, you're going to have to explain this one to me because this is one of those things <laughs> I don't get. If you could bend an element, you would bend. I assume this is like an airbender thing. Uh, yeah, Avatar, the last airbender. I, I don't know what any of that is. Like, I know of it. It means you can control it, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Water, earth, fire, air, wind, water, or heart. <laughs> Captain Planet. Heart gave you the ability to control animals, which was really cool. Yeah, that's true. Turns you into a magic man. But uh, my friend, my friend Flying Brian, pointed out that if you could control water, you could kill everyone. Just rip yeah, the definitely. water out of them. Oh God! Oh, that would be pretty fucking savage <laughs> yeah. right there, right? Huh? I don't know. Of all of these, I mean, they all seem like they would be pretty useful. I think that controlling earth would probably be very beneficial and useful. Where it's like, oh, I need some landscaping done, and just be like, earth <laughs> bent. <laughs> You know, think of all the money you could save, dude. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. (laughs) I would like to be able to control fire because I want to become a villain like Fire Fist. Ooh, or you could get a job working stage pyro for Rammstein. Well, that could be fun too. Dude, have you seen anything from their like recent live stuff? No. It's goddamn insane. You have to watch some live videos, dude. You won't fucking believe it. It looks like full on Mad Max Fury Road. Huh. On stage. It's unbelievable. It's a, they're insanely popular worldwide. And they've maintained it uh-huh. for like fucking 20 years now. It's crazy. And also never abandoned doing all their songs in fucking German. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> it's wild, dude. Yeah, that band is ginormous. Yeah, you could get a job working for them. Easy. All right. Ben. Last one. Pick a secondary Adams character. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it. We got Cousin It, mm-hmm. Grandmama, Lurch, and Thing. So, I've always liked Cousin It a lot. Mm-hmm. I like his ridiculous voice because he sounds like Beaker from mm-hmm. the Muppets. Yeah. I'm going to go with Thing, though, because I'm imagining the the ways that I could use Thing to like oh, augment yeah. my guitar playing. That would be awesome. You know? I mean, you could get some heavy shredding going on if you had this third phantom hand jumping on that thing with you. Or maybe you could at least control people my effects o- pedals and people stuff. People in the, the audience would be like, I swear, he's got three hands. <laughs> he really, he's so really fast. Does. All right. What about you? I'm going to go with Lurch. (laughs) For some reason, I really love Lurch because there's a song by Ted Cassidy in the character of Lurch. Who's Ted Cassidy? Ted Cassidy played Lurch on the Adam's Family. Okay. He also was Jaws on Moonraker. Oh, holy shit. Uh, That is him. And like he does it in character. And the song is just like, it's like some happy teenage kids talking to Lurch and then him just doing his Lurch voice uh, and it's like <laughs> they, they're like hey Lurch and he's like you right <laughs> like it just does his shtick from Adam's Family and it's such a stupid song that's that so stuck dumb. in my head since I was a kid that guy can also jam on that big old pipe organ for you oh yeah he can he'll that's lay true. down some licks alright apparently Steve I am Pugsley Adams Whoa. And this is one of the disappointing quizzes that doesn't huh. tell you, you are cool and funny. It just this says This is a very Pugsley disappointing. Because yeah. I got Pugsley too. No way. We, we answered everything fucking different. You are not a wizard. Dude, her Emma social. from BuzzFeed. Her social score is going way wow. the fuck down, man. man. They're going to kick her out of mainland China. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Man, I'll tell you what, Steve. All of this moving I've been doing, all this packing stuff into boxes and putting furniture and things into storage, it just got me a sweaty mess. My shirts are disgusting. I need something new and clean to put on my body. Do you have any recommendations? I know where you should go, Ben. Go to Clairvoyant Clothing. What? Clairvoyant Clothing. They sent us some clothes a while back, remember? Oh, my God. And they were clean. Yeah. And awesome. They ship all of their shirts Clean and unstinky. Yeah, this is is true. You know what? Clairvoyant clothing, they're bold enough to say this. We've never worn your shirt. My God. Yeah. What other clothing company has ever said that? Do you think think Adidas doesn't wear your shirt before they they send it to you? They take that stuff out on the town and they sell it to you like it's got no miles on it. Not clairvoyant. My God. As if they haven't been out dancing all night, doing the Macarena and so forth. Oh, yeah. Sweat stains. Stinky feet, not at Clairvoyant. Yeah, the Clairvoyant promise, we do not wear your shirts. <laughs> you wear our shirts. That's the, that's the that's, slogan. That's, you wear our shirts. Trademark Clairvoyant clothing. <laughs> <laughs> they well, seriously got some great designs over there, though. And like, uh, I wear this stuff all the time. Same. It fits great. Yeah. Looks cool. And if you head on over there and put in the... Coupon code dead and lovely. You'll get six percent off. They're already low prices. Oh my lord, have mercy! That's amazing. So I can have a clean, unworn shirt with a sweet design that conjures the powers of our sweet Satan for six percent off. The already low price starting at sixteen sixty six for a shirt. Yes, that is correct. Jesus, 
Christ. Yep. Well, I can't wait to head over to Clairvoyant Clothing and get myself some apparel. What's going to get me unstinky and way cool. Clairvoyantclothing.com. All right, Steve. So the subject of our show today is the Adams Family from 1991. And this is one of those franchises that seems like it has been around uh, as long as time has existed. Because I remember as Pretty a kid much, watching yeah. like reruns. Yeah, like on Nick at Night and stuff. And even on like local channels, they showed reruns of Adams Family, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, were you more of a Munster kid or an Adams Family? Adams Family. family. I, was more, I saw a lot of Munster's episodes, yeah. but I never really liked it as much i liked grandpa monster of course totally but i i was more of an adams family guy for some reason i liked the monsters more when i was a kid i think well didn't they have they had like a a show that came on in the 80s like a revival of the monsters and i think there was sort of a monsters fever for a little bit hmm okay I should have looked into that. Yeah, I don't I really didn't, remember. I didn't honestly. research the competition. Monsters was the more popular show. Was it? Yes. I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been like a newer update of a Monster movie. Honestly, huh? That's a good point. You know, it seems I like mean, because it that seems like happen. yeah, it seems like, or maybe you know, do the animation just like they're doing with Adam's yeah, family. totally, yeah, huh? <laughs> so I always liked the Monsters. I think because they were more like cartoony. I guess. Oh, you know what it was? The reason why I think I liked Adam's Family better huh. is because they were on Scooby-Doo. Oh, shit. And I watched a lot of Scooby-Doo as a Me kid. Too. I really liked Scooby-Doo. So I, th- I think that was it. They were on Scooby-Doo a few times. Huh. I kind of wonder if like the fact that we watched so much Scooby-Doo when we were kids, like background psychologically got us into horror and stuff. I th- it's. I mean, it seems like a step towards that. They're... A lot of ghosts and ghouls, but they always end up being like, it's not scary. It's actually a person. It's actually scarier if you think about it, because it's actually a person who's demented enough to pretend to be that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's real light and jokey, but it deals with a lot of the the horror tropes. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, it's like an intro to horror for kids. Between that and the awesome, you know, VHS box covers at Video West. Yeah. Just looking at those box covers and watching those Scooby-Doo episodes. Hells yeah. Oh, little update. This is totally just like regional Tennessee talk, (laughs) but I thought that you should know. Uh, So you remember the beloved China House in Morristown, Tennessee, near Video West, Uh which is run by the Yip family, who are amazing people that make ridiculously great food. Uh So their son, Raymond Yip, who's like our age, opened up Fin 2 restaurant in downtown Knoxville. Oh, I've seen... City. Okay, so down... All right. And I ate there before the Skate Banger show, and it's fucking awesome. You I have gotta to go try that, out. that yeah. pork ramen, dude. Mm. Holy fucking shit. Love it's some ramen. insane, man. He does this... Uh, yeah, the broth is amazing. It's not like too salty. It's not too heavy, you know? Just nicely, lightly flavored. Super al dente. Perfect noodle in there. Yeah. And then do like the strips of like pork that come with it or this, I don't even know how it's prepared, but it's almost like a really thick, like fat back bacon that's kind of dry and crispy and mm. tender and chewy. Holy fucking God. If you're in Knoxville, go to Finn to not sponsored or anything. I'm just saying yeah. it's amazing. Knoxville's got some great food. I need to try to make some damn ramen, dude. I've never made my own. Seriously. You, you do it all the yeah, time. Yeah, I do it all. Well, I haven't done it in a while because I don't eat carbs that much anymore. Oh, but yeah, like, that's uh, right. I did make it one time like early on in my diet and just drank the ramen. Yeah. Soup. Like didn't well, have could, any noodles. You can do the broth with like 
meat and yeah. um, veggies or something. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Put some kimchi and some mm-hmm. like uh, you can do mushrooms and stuff, right? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, just cut the noodle. Yeah, just cut the noodles out. Just cut out the best. The best part. part. <laughs> The part that's going to make you a strong and vital ghost. Yeah. The carbs. Exactly. Oh, well. But yeah, Fin 2, fucking awesome. Be I sure got to check it out. out. Yeah, I will. So I grew up watching some Adam's Family reruns and stuff, but it never really like struck home for me. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I'm not exactly sure why, but whenever I met one of my wife, whenever Your I wife. meet my wife, this is one of those movies that's up there with like Young Frankenstein and all these other ones that were just like their yearly family mm-hmm. watches at her family's house, you know, every yeah. Halloween. So this kind of became a tradition for me kind of later on in my life. I would say I probably oh, okay. saw this for the first time when I was like 17 or 18. And I love this movie from the first time I watched it. It's just so funny, but morbid and dark. And it looks awesome and it sounds awesome. And yeah. all the, the casting is just fucking perfect. So this is one of those movies I've kind of loved from the first time that I saw it and it mm-hmm. became a tradition of mine as well. When did you watch this for the first time? Uh, I remember watching this uh, with my Aunt Vicky and my, my cousins when it came out on video. So probably 92, yeah. early 92. I remember really loving it and there were so many advertisements for it in comic books around the time. I remember that, yeah. And then also MC Hammer. I, uh, you know, every kid at that time was a big MC Hammer fan. Obviously. So we were seeing the MC Hammer video, the Adam's Groove, and Too Legit to Quit. Mm-hmm. So whenever Adam's Family Values came out, I went and saw it in the theater with my cousins and my my Aunt Vicky. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it, it's just both of those movies have been a part of my life since then. Yeah, totally. Because the sequel is probably just as good, maybe if not better. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. I have I have some opinions on that one. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. And I want to say too, like in addition to all the comic book ads and stuff, did they not have like a run of like fucking Pizza Hut ads or something like that? Like I remember the advertising uh, game being strong. McDonald's, I believe McDonald's? it was McDonald's. Yeah, I okay. think so. But I believe you could get... You could, when it came out on VHS, you could actually purchase it at McDonald's. Maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah. of, you know? Or maybe they had a cool cup or some shit yeah. like that. Dude, some of those old, like, McDonald's cups. Uh, I, yeah. Fucking badass. Some of that stuff is just stuck in your head forever, too. Like, oh, just yeah. play. And there were lame toys, but, like. But you just, remember for goddamn ever. Do you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys from Burger King? I don't Whenever know. Whenever the Remind original. Uh, it was when the first movie came out. They just, I, they weren't anything special, but they had like movable parts to them. Oh yeah, and they said like cowabunga and stuff on them. Dude, speaking of fucking Ninja Turtles, did you see recently where on some like online auction site the old rotting shell of the Leonardo costume? Yes, I did. Is up for yeah, auction, and it's frightening. It is truly the face <laughs> of terror. Oh my god, like all the, the latex is starting to like shrivel up and like it's made the gums peel yes. back and stuff. That's you could just Terrifying. put that on your, your front porch during Halloween and people will be like, Don't go to that. I'm not house. going in that fucking house. Yeah. I, I'd rather you have a, a skeleton or an actual corpse. Not <laughs> yeah, that. a body, but please not that. <laughs> Dude, just make that the fucking villain in your horror movie. Like that's so much more fucked up looking than so many monsters I've seen in actual horror movies. Just make that. Like, imagine, you know, it's nighttime and you wake up in the middle of the night and at the foot of your bed is that shit. No, I don't want it. That's way it. scarier than the Get fucking Babadook. <laughs> That's scarier than Jeepers Creepers. Anything, man. Oh, my God, dude. It's so fucking scary. 
yeah, this is a this is a lot of fun uh, to watch this movie, and it's one that I watch every year, mainly because, like I said, the cast and the humor. It's mm. just kind of an endlessly watchable fun ride. Well, and they both get to be they both get to be vaguely this time of year. So like it's our it's kind of Halloweenish. But this one starts, opens on Christmas, and the yeah. second one involves Thanksgiving. So it's like the movies fit so perfectly. Once it becomes October, you can watch Adam's Family up until Christmas, basically. Yeah, and pretty it's, much. It's, it's right with the season. And it's funny because I always forget this movie starts at Christmas. Apparently, according to uh, my wife, every <laughs> time I start this movie, I'm like, oh, it takes place at Christmas. Don't forget about that. Because <laughs> apparently I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> But I love that opening scene, dude. Like it sets the tone so fast yeah. that there's these like gleeful carolers out here uh-huh. singing at their front stoop, and they're up there at the top and they throw fucking hot tar on them. So, what do you think? Do you, like for me, when I was thinking of why, I'll talk a little bit about how this came to be, okay. but why this was so popular because this movie. With a thirty million dollar budget, made one hundred and ninety one million dollars worldwide. This wow. is a big fucking movie, and I was trying to figure out like why. At yeah, this really. Point, at, in was a remake of a nineteen sixties TV show that only had two seasons. Wait, did it really? Yeah. Whoa. Why was it so popular? I have no fucking clue. And what I started to think of was the popular stuff on TV at the time. What The Simpsons. And Roseanne and the Cosby Show. Okay, so we kind of had this vibe of like, we liked seeing families that are maybe slightly dysfunctional, but yeah. still stick together that are funny and stuff. Yeah. So there, that was obviously of interest at the time. But there's also a darkness to the late 80s and early 90s with the rise of like Tim Burton movies and stuff. And this movie was intended... For Tim Burton to direct. That's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. I think the the family sitcom love that you're talking about, plus the rise of Tim Burton yeah. I mean, with fucking Batman, and then Edward Scissorhands came out a year before yeah. this. So th- this is basically a perfect family that also has all the quirks that you get from those other popular TV yeah. families. And there's that same Tim Burton darkness to it. It's like The Simpsons or Roseanne with the aesthetic of Tim Burton. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense when you look at it that way. And that's, of course, kind of coming out of the stark contrast of the late 80s, early 90s phase of hyper fucking neon glitz and glamour and all this kind of stuff. So this was a very different tone Mm -hmm. that I think probably just hit home with a lot of people that were fatigued by that kind of aesthetic by that point. So the story of supposedly how this all came to be Mm -hmm. was that Scott Rudin, who is the producer of this film, was riding in a van with some other executives at 20th Century Fox, and they were coming from a screening of an upcoming movie, and they, they had some members of their family with them and stuff, and one of the kids in the van started singing the Addams Family song. And they all joined in, like everybody started joining in, and he recognized, like, like first off, why would a kid be singing that? That's obviously yeah, really. like, something he's recently seen, and everybody knows these words, so it's popular. Already knows it. Yeah, it's already in the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, so the next day, he went and pitched it to some other producers, like, why don't we get the rights to Adam's family and make a movie out of it? Now, they're, wow. like, it, it was a long, arduous process that basically, like, 
Orion owned the rights to Adam's family, but not the full rights. Some of the rights were owned by the widow of the creator, Charles Adams. Okay, yeah. Who had just died in 88. Like, I didn't realize that. This, this, this Adam's family started as a comic strip in 1938. Holy shit. So he, he ran it so for he was, 50 he was like years, basically. Born in the in the 1900s or 1910s. Yeah, he was he was very old when he died. Whoa. So, so this is this is just I, I mean my mind was blown trying to research like okay, it comes out of 1938. So a time a, a little after the depression, pre-World War II. Okay, so after the depression, you get uh, there's a large rise in hatred towards very rich families. Yeah. And this is a very rich family. Yeah, an old money family. But they're living in a house that's sort of decrepit, but they do it on purpose. And they have all these like nuances and funny things to them. So it's almost like a way of making fun of the rich while also making them more accessible. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So I was thinking like maybe that's why this was popular in the 30s. How is it then 30 later 30 years later it becomes a television show? Yeah. <laughs> like, that makes zero sense. To go from a single panel comic strip in the New Yorker to a television show is a big step. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that is. That's kind of a a, a large leap. I'm not yeah. really seeing the through line there. Yeah, and I mean we're coming up on 100 years of the Adams family Jeez. and they're just making 2019 a another movie. Yeah. movie. Damn. And if it it's successful, there'll obviously be a sequel. And 10, 20 years from now, there'll be another incarnation of it, probably. I have a feeling this is one of those franchises that's just always kind of going to be there. Yeah. You know? It like, seems that way. And nobody's complaining. Like, anytime a new Adams Family thing comes out, nobody's like, oh, we've done this before. Oh, enough. Oh. It's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, groovy. Let's Adams go check it out. Yeah. It's fun. Huh. That's pretty awesome. I didn't really realize all that went into it. And this is like Barry Sonnenfeld's first movie. is like directorial yes. debut, which I did not know until I started reading up after we watched this. That's pretty mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not to discredit his success of this movie or anything, but he was a very successful DOP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had, he had been working for a, a long time before this and was looking for his opportunity to, you know, get to direct something kind of big. This didn't have the biggest budget. The budget was supposed to be $25 million. They went $5 million over budget, which was a huge stress and also a big deal because apparently halfway through production, Orion had a couple of box office bombs, including Dances with Wolves. Wait, that was a bomb? Yeah. What? Even, I thought that movie was huge. Well, it, it got awards. Oh, it yeah. didn't make money. Right. Yeah. And it probably had a gigantic budget. Yeah. And so Orion needed... To get rid of Adam's family, so they sold it to Paramount, like in the middle of the production. Oh the, shit! The nobody in the production knew until they read articles about it in like Variety. They didn't even know. Now Paramount owns our movie. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently Barry Sonnenfeld had a panic attack in the middle of a conversation with an executive about the budget because they were going well over budget. And this was his first thing, and he just couldn't fucking handle it. It it just made him have a panic attack. Damn, yeah. that sucks. This movie had like when people talk about all the things that happened on Poltergeist, this movie had way more like setbacks. It no seems. way. Yeah, uh, 
during filming, Barry, Barry Sonnenfeld had to leave because his wife had to have surgery. So Aww. he was gone for a while. He, he was out for a little bit after the panic attack. Raul Julia burst a blood vessel in his eye so they couldn't film oh, with Raul shit. Julia for a while. Damn. Angelica Houston was being tortured daily by what she was wearing. <laughs> yeah, you know, she looks absolutely fucking phenomenal. She does. In this movie. But yeah, I guess I was reading up and she was having to wear like a metal corset. Metal ring corset. So like steel enforced corset. So no breathing. No. They also had to, they put spirit gum at the corners of her eyes and yeah. at the bottom of her mouth. And then they were held behind her uh, head with elastic bands and she couldn't turn her head to the left or right or the bands would uh, pop. Sh- like pop. That's like Bella Lugosi shit. Yeah. You know? So she was getting migraine Whoa. headaches before lunch every single day. You know, now that I'm thinking about it though, she does kind of have that thing kind of like early Batman where if she turns yes. she turns her whole body. She had to. She had to turn her whole body because, because, of that. because of the elastic bands. So it actually ends up giving her that weird like otherworldly Oh it character. works. Yeah it absolutely yeah. works. It's the funny thing. Yeah. Whoa man. And it's crazy too because like you can in no way tell that any of that shit's going on. No, you can't. It's like, just like they perfectly lied her. They did the makeup perfectly. You can't see. I was looking for it today. You can't see the spirit gum no, in the corners. No, not whatsoever. Like it definitely looks like they, I think maybe like erased or shaved off her eyebrows and made them like higher up Probably, or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because she has like just those amazingly high brows and stuff. Uh-huh. But it's, again, it doesn't look fake or anything like that. No. Man, and her character is just the fucking best. Yeah, she carries a lot of the comedy. Yeah, she does. She delivers a lot of the the lines. Uh, And and a lot of Gomez's comedy is more being like... Reactive to her. Reactive to her or being uh, just absurd. Yeah, yeah. A lot of his stuff is just how ridiculous he is. Yeah, yeah. But hers, yeah, she and, and Wednesday are the source of all the wry observations and yeah they're stuff. the 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 straight men yeah to the funny guys <laughs> wow man i didn't know how many just like setbacks and stuff there were yeah they, they had so much stuff and it it just made for a good movie because everybody came together apparently like the cast really came together to make sure this happened and it got to a point actually that apparently in the original script Fester was supposed to be like a fake. He was supposed oh. to be a fraud. And the cast hated that idea. So they all got together and they appointed Christina Ricci, 11-year-old Christina Aww. Ricci, to be their their spokesperson to go talk to him and tell him, like, no, he should be the real Fester. Well, who's going to tell this little kid to fuck off, you know? Hey, he convinced That's him. That's a pro move. Yeah. It's a pro <laughs> move. So it worked. Well, that's the thing, though, is like when you watch this movie, you get the distinct impression that there was just a whole lot of people that gave a shit working on this. Yeah. Everybody seems to be. I mean, because like, why would Angelica Houston do that if she didn't care? She obviously wants to play this character. Yeah. She could have easily been like, we're not doing the spirit gum thing or whatever. Yeah, no, let's just go with a natural look, whatever. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, but she gave enough of a shit to to deal with it. And that goes honestly from the top to bottom, dude. The. Mm -hmm. The set designs in uh, this are so great, phenomenal. Costume design was nominated for an Academy Award, and it deserves it. it deserved it. Yeah. yeah, the costumes and everything in this are absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. and yeah, the sets, everything. I think they built that entire Adams house. They did over a hundred thousand dollars to build that house so that they could film in it. 
Wow. And a lot of the stuff is still shot on sets. So like a lot yeah, of Yeah, totally. Yeah. So a lot of that money went to just providing an awesome looking house. Yeah. But even a lot of the small stuff, like you know, like during the intro credits where you have that awesome cuckoo clock that uh-huh. shows the family. Like some motherfucker had to make that. Yeah. You yeah. Know? The production design's amazing in this. Yeah. So like I have no complaints about any of the visuals in this flick. I think everything looks awesome. Everything yes. feels real. It does. It does. And it it does a Tim Burton-ish thing it does. without ever feeling like it's ripping off Tim Burton. Well, but, but I let's, don't think. Let's, let's be honest. When we say that Tim Burton thing, we mean an Edward Gorey thing. Yes. Right. He Tim Burton didn't invent that. No. Yeah. He's taking Edward Gorey and Vincent Price films and all sorts of stuff and combining them and putting them into a new context. Yeah. Absolutely and so. this movie... It has some of that to it, but it's also its own thing. Yeah. it's The humor is not Tim Burton, I would say. Gory's comics were like late 1800s? Early 1900s? Is that early right? 1900s. Early 1900s? Yeah. So I'm wondering if Adams kind of copied a little bit of that Gory style. Maybe. You know? Maybe he had some of that going. So we're seeing secondhand Gory. Secondhand Gory. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we watch this flick. I don't know. I don't know the timeline there. I might be way off about the, that. The Tim Burton connection is actually deeper than just them wanting Tim Burton to work on this. The writers of this, Caroline Thompson and Larry Wilson, Caroline Thompson wrote Edward Scissorhands. Oh. And Larry Wilson wrote Beetlejuice. Oh, shit. Okay. So these are people who had already written stories mm-hmm. that Burton worked on. Yeah. So they have experience working in that, that arena. Yeah. Of kind and, of dark morbid comedies but the person who might get the most credit perhaps at the end of the day he did a ton of rewrites was uh paul rudnick he is the writer of sister act and sister act 2 back in the habit yeah oh shit but he did a ton of rewrites on this and then wrote adam's family values oh really yeah so I, I think maybe he, he helped to pick a, a more clear direction because what I think this movie does show that's different from Adam's Family Values is that it's kind of more all over the place and a lot of like individual scenes that all come together to make a story, but it's like not all of the scenes are necessary. No. They're funny, no, no, no. but yeah. they're not necessary. Yeah, like ultimately the entire story of this flick about the investment and all that kind of stuff, it's like all that could be probably told in about 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is just kind of padded out with a bunch of vignettes. Yeah, it's almost airplane-ish yeah. at times. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not, not in the, the, the humor. absurdity or anything. Yeah, yeah but yeah. definitely in the way that it's just like joke to joke to joke and not really necessary for telling the story about this fester potential uh, fraudster. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those deals where if you think of it that way, you're like, yeah, actually, there probably was a different way to tell this story. But, I mean, the thing is, is that everybody just sells it so mm-hmm. hard that you don't really care. Like, oh, here's yeah. this entire scene where the kids are playing in an electric chair. Mm-hmm. What's this have to do with the story? Nothing, really. <laughs> it's funny, though. Yeah. yeah, but it's fucking funny. Yeah. And the kids are selling the shit out of it. And the dialogue is hilarious. So I'm watching. Yeah. You know? So it's like everything that's in this that is uh, completely superfluous, I'm still okay with. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't think you watch a movie like this to see a masterpiece of storytelling. Like... You yeah, know, I like mean, this is like a damn Paul Thomas Anderson family or something. You know? I always want a masterpiece of storytelling, but I you don't always have to get one for sure. Yeah. This this movie 
I think takes a lot from its source material, which as I said, is single panel comics in the New Yorker. So a lot of the scenes stand alone as like almost a single panel thing. That's true. Yeah. Just like you've got the setting, you've got the joke. It's all pretty clear. Next scene. Yeah. It's got like a live action far side comic or something. So, I mean, and that seems like it was intentional. So they, they were trying to tap into the comic strip version of it. Hmm. They also bring a lot of stuff in from the show. Like uh, uh, the show had been canceled 25 years earlier. And Gomez said that Fester had been missing for 25 years. Oh, like, shit. I didn't there's know a lot that. Of, yeah. Though they changed some stuff from the show. For instance, uh, Fester was not an Adams. He was Morticia's brother or something. Oh, really? In the show. And Grandmama was... Uh, Gomez's, Gomez's mom, mom instead yeah. of uh, Morticia's. So uh, they changed a, a few things, but there was enough in it from the show. That another thing they ran into before they could release the movie, the producer of the Adams Family sued Paramount because they they said they were basing it off of the comic strip, but then they used a bunch of stuff from the show. Oh, so different IPs, basically. Yeah. Huh. So they, they had to get the... That's why they had to get rights twice. Once from Orion and once really? from the the widow of Charles Adams. Wow. Because they were using both source materials. source materials. That's a pain in the damn dick. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it made them a whole lot of money. So Yeah, it worked <laughs> out in the, the end. It worked out. <laughs> well, and I'd like to get myself a pull of that, yeah, Steve. What do you think about that? Let's get another one here from The Vault of the notorious RDM. He's gifted us with these Fatheads Bumbleberry Honey Blueberry Ale. Now this I'm excited to try. It's a malt beverage brewed with honey and blueberries. Natural flavor added. Award-winning, most refreshing beer in America, says Brewing Brewing News. News. Wow, damn. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know who that is, but that's cool. But this is from Ohio. Oh, we, yeah, we haven't had anything from Fathead's Brewery. No, but so it promises it is brewed with fresh harvested spring honey stolen from some very angry bees. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We have the welts to prove it and plump blueberries, creating a refreshing ale with a delicious blueberry okay. aroma, crackery malt flavors, a hint of sweetness, and a clean blueberry finish. I'm excited. That sounds delicious. The only other blueberry... Uh, beer I've had was blue and I hated it. Ew. This is beer color. A beer color and it smells <laughs> so much like Whoa, it smells blueberry. like blueberries. It smells yeah. like, like fresh blueberry muffins or something. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to Me this, too. man. Crafty Bastard here in Knoxville just unveiled a blueberry milkshake IPA. Ooh. I gots to try that. That sounds awesome. I want to find Crafty's out about great. it. Hell yeah, they are. But this, I'm very man, excited to try. Great. It really, really does, man. Let's see what you think about that right there. Is it hooking you huh. up quite nice? Yeah, it's um, it's got that aroma to it, but the taste of it is more malty and mm. it's not like intense blueberry. No, the it's aftertaste. Just got a s- aftertaste. Yeah, the aftertaste. I can taste the blueberry, but up front, yeah, you get more of the the ale and mm-hmm. the the honey flavor up front. Oh yeah, honey. That's what that is. Does it taste like a way? less lame blue moon to you oh it does like without some of the I mean, blue moon doesn't have that blueberry flavor to it but it has that like sweetness that tends towards fruity yeah, yeah. totally yeah 
Man, the aftertaste of this, I'm loving though. It's, like it's great. I took a sip of that like ten seconds ago, and I still taste like I just ate a fresh <laughs> blueberry. You know what? This is a good breakfast beer. Fuck yeah, yeah. If you really man. want your life to go down the right path, start with a breakfast beer. I think so. Get out of bed, get your pull. I'm telling you though, if I had some sausage and pancakes, oh and Jesus, this beer, that would be I'd lethal. Be okay with that? That would be fucking uh-huh. great, man. Oh damn. And I love a blueberry pancake. Me too. I'm a huge so fan good. of that shit right there. Blueberry We've, pancakes and blueberry muffins are one of the greatest treats mm-hmm. made by any fruit. Oh, yeah. Well, I've gotten to worry, too. Like, anytime that we make pancakes, because, you know, it's just the two of us, just Kate and I, like, any pancake recipe is going to make, like, 50 pancakes. Oh, yeah. It's way too many pancakes. But, dude, you can separate those things with wax paper and freeze them. Oh, Dude, it's the best. Because all you got to do is just fucking yank that shit out of the freezer, put it in the toaster for a second. Yeah. You get yourself a stack of fluffy pancakes. You're welcome. I I actually used to do something similar when I was in college. I would make make pancakes in a sandwich maker. So it made these like fat triangle pancakes. Oh, damn. I gotcha. Yeah. And then I'd have like a sack of them and keep them in the fridge and grab a couple in the morning, toss them in the toaster. And then eat them on my way out the door. Wait, is that why back in college everybody called you Steven Sack of Pancakes Spratling? <laughs> they always, they'd be like, hey, hey, you got a sack of pancakes on you? <laughs> and I'd I be heard, like, yeah. I heard a rumor because that's what your balls looked like. Sack of pancakes. Just a big sack of pancakes on that feller. He's hung like a sack of pancakes. <laughs> Oh, Flapjack Steve. What a terrible thing to say about someone. <laughs> I just think it would be like, like very lumpy. <laughs> What's that mean? I don't know. I'm not sure great. what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really tasty beer. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm enjoying that I, very, very much. I'm glad that uh, Artyom brought this one because... It's highly refreshing. It really is. Those bees might be very angry, but I'm very oh. happy to be drinking the fruits of their labor. Okay, so the cast of this movie is really so the driving force. Because like I said, the the story itself, eh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not fantastic. It's not fantastic, and, and you can actually kind of tell that the decision to make him not an imposter is tacked on yeah. as they're filming. Yeah. Because it seems very clear he's an imposter, and then they have that scene at the end where they're basically just like turns out he was she just found him on the beach with amnesia yeah (laughs) it's like oh oh okay all right then yeah and there's a scene where like the the woman that plays you know his his mother i guess Mm -hmm. is like i should have left you where i found you yeah which again seems kind of tacked on. yeah kind of tacked on suddenly honestly man like i understand them wanting to make him part of the family that was actually separated from them and stuff like that. i agree but at the same time I would have been totally fine if it was this message of just like, hey, you choose your family. That Yeah, that could have easily worked if they're just like, well, I mean, you're as much fester as any fester we've ever known or whatever. Something yeah, like that. exactly. Some, some uh, cheesy line that basically would have just been like, you're part of the family and it would have been worked just fine. That would have been okay. Yeah. And of course, fester but himself. He wouldn't have explained some things because there were some times along the way where like when he knew the name of the Siamese twins... Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Well, did he see it in one of the like picture frames or something? Oh, maybe he did. Yeah, because I got the impression that he was just kind of like pulling from stuff that he yeah. had picked up in family photos and shit like yeah. that. Because in the second one, he's way more like he remembers yeah, everything yeah, suddenly at yeah. that point. Yeah. But in this one, yeah, you're right. Everything he says basically he could have picked up from some other like nothing is a memory in right. this movie. Yeah. yeah. 
And I love the way that Christopher Lloyd plays him. He's nearly he's so good. unrecognizable. He really is. Aside from the voice. Yeah. It's hard. You don't see Doc Brown. No. Because when you think Christopher Lloyd, especially in this time period, you're thinking this like tall, thin, mm-hmm. fucking Rick and Morty looking yeah. guy, you know? <laughs> and he is this big, dumpy... Uh-huh. He's shaped like a refrigerator kind of guy. He's wearing... This is so funny. He's wearing a fat suit from Godfather 2. What? was gifted to him. <laughs> that makes no sense. I just read this on IMDb and I was like, okay. Uh, Dude. interesting. Well, because he's definitely like super padded out and it mm-hmm. seems like what he's wearing has like really high shoulders. Yeah, so he has like, like no take neck. His neck away. But he's also really great at at uh physically doing that too where he's kind of like turtling his own yeah. neck you know he's kind of like uh protruding his his head down into his body so he gets this kind of like double chin and shit yeah his physicality is fantastic i would say like he's really good in this one but he is so much clearer as a character in adam's family values oh yeah i mean, we're, which is out of necessity we're supposed to be suspicious of him in this movie so yeah. he can't be like very firmly fester but in the second one he's got so much more of a clear weird Direction. personality yeah 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 he's fantastic and of course like to me morticia and gomez yeah are just perfectly cast Absolutely perfect. I yeah. cannot imagine anybody other than Raul Julia yeah. as Gomez. And this, of course, was one of his like last roles. Yeah, right? uh, it was, he did this. Then he had the the second one, Adam's Family Values. Then the Star uh, Street Fighter Ooh. as M. Oh. Bison. Oh, oh yeah. Street Fighter. I mean, that wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. Just like Steven Weber and, and The Shining. Right. It wasn't he, he his fault. He did not write that movie. Oh, my God. Dude, that's yeah, a, that's, that's one, a terrible movie. Dude, I'd love to do as a wild card <laughs> one day. It's so fucking bad. Do you remember all this shit about like the creation of Blanca? It's yes. Like this Clockwork Orange shit? Yes. Holy it's so fuck, weird. man. It is a cracked out stupid movie. I think there's a How Did This Get Made about that. Yes, that's they hilarious. did it. Yeah, with uh, John Gimmerling was the guest and they spent a good amount of time trying to define to June what exactly a street fighter is. <laughs> and they never came up with a good no, definition. Not really. Like, no. uh, why, why street fighter? They don't all fight on the street. Some of them are clearly fighting in rings where that's they're true. supposed to be fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Designating fighting areas. <laughs> I'm currently listening to their episode on Devil's Advocate. Oh, man. That's it's a great so episode. It's so fucking funny, man. Uh-huh. It's so funny. That, that's a great show right there. Yeah. But yeah, him as Gomez is so fantastic because even though he is this morbid, dark, weird, fucked up guy, he's, he's so, so damn lovable. Yeah, yeah. because like... Man, the way that he like loves his family and like loves Morticia, mm-hmm. it's just so damn likable. He's really exuberant is. about everything, yeah. man. Even whenever like you know he he comes in and he starts like fighting with his accountant, he's like <laughs> sword fighting, dirty pool, old man. Yeah. Oh man, it's I, so great. Well, and think of it in comparison to another show of the time, two other shows of the time. I love Lucy and the Honeymooners. The husband hates the wife in That's both true. of those shows. Yeah, yeah. Flintstones, that trouble. carries over because it's just Honeymooners animated. Right. But then this comes out, and it's a husband who adores his wife. Yeah, they're nuts about each other. Yeah. It's revolutionary for the time. That wasn't That's a thing. true. I hadn't really thought about it that way, even though they're the weird fucked up ones. Yeah, they love each other, and they're a good family. <laughs> huh. 
<laughs> yeah, damn. I hadn't really thought about it's it. It's crazy. Huh. That's that's kind of also the Bob's Burgers thing, too. Yeah. You know? That's true. So good. And Morticia in this. Actually, Bob's Burgers and Adam's family. Not all that I dissimilar. can see some similarities there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Other than having three kids. Yeah, the way that, if you think about it, like Wednesday and Louise are right. near parallels to yep, each and other. And Gene and, and Pugsley. Pugsley are so similar. Huh. Huh, they yeah. are actually pretty fucking similar. And I would it. say Gail and Cousin It are similar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't relax. Uh, yeah. You don't have any wine or beer? How do you relax? I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, when she was trying to put the eye drops in, she's like, I'll kill you. I'm yeah. going to kill you. Yeah, I, actually, now that we're talking about it, it really there's a lot of similarity between Adam's family and yeah. Bob's Burgers. Like, they, they figured out... What works. The smart idea is to have a family that actually likes each other. Yeah, and, he, I mean, and they're kind of they're outcasts, and they're kind of yeah. weird, and they're not the upper crust of society or anything. Right, but, but they take care of their own. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, it's much more relatable than a family that just hates each other. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, man. I mean, actually, more a family that just hates each other is probably more relatable. Yeah, but it's not something you want to relate. Not to. as fun to watch on screen. Yeah, I'll tell you that, man. <laughs> yeah, and dude, Morticia. Played uh, by Angelica Houston, it, yeah, phenomenal. Just phenomenal. She uh, was nominated for a Golden Globe for this for Best Actress, and she deserved it. Oh yeah, dude, that's mm. that's up there with like whoever the poor bastard is that has to fill the shoes of like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Oh gosh, it's kind of similar to like Morticia, where it's just like, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. He's gonna fucking fill up that role. Did it's you gonna ever, be hard. Did you ever see uh, Oh Sansa Stark? Who plays her? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, her, her um, Halloween uh, costume. Yeah, as Morticia. Oh, with, my God. She looked awesome. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. I, w- I would watch that movie. Fuck for sure. Yeah. I'd watch her in anything. She's great. Sophie Turner. That's her name. There you go. Yeah. It, but yeah, her as Morticia is amazing. She is so quiet and mm-hmm. uh, confident. Yeah. And subtly happy, but also morbid. I, I, she's amazing. That's I like, love her even more in Adam's Family Values. Like they get her more like just like dialed sharp, in. yeah, and dialed totally. in. And yeah, there are just so many great burns in Adam's Family Values from oh, her. Yeah. Well, I mean, in this they they have a few burns, but it's mostly like just jokes overall. But she gets much more like burny. She has so many great dry hilarious fucking lines mm-hmm. in this movie. <laughs> I love whenever they're they're at like the school play and that other mom is just like, oh, I could just eat you alive. And she goes, oh, no. They're too young. Much too young. <laughs> like everything she says like has this like twisted logic behind it, but it's like way fucked up. But the idea, the idea, the thing behind the Adams family that's real fun is you don't know if they're having fun with these people or if they're just that weird. Yeah. Like, did they not? Do they just not care that people are uncomfortable by them, and they just think it's funny, or do they just or, not even know that they're or being they weird? Just that weird. Yeah. That's the impression that I get. Is they just like they think that this is normal to be yep. this way, so they just talk about it openly. <laughs> you know, dude. The whole story that they reveal in this about how Gomez and Morticia met at a fucking funeral, <laughs> and he's like, "You were so lovely. No one was even looking at the corpse." <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucked up, man. But it's not presented in this like really grimy, scuzzy, R-rated, you can't show your kids this stuff kind of way. In fact, yeah, it's aimed at kids. Yeah. 
And it's so hard to nail that tone of humor where it's like, it's dark and warped and fucked up. But at the same time, like kids can watch it. Yeah, there's not anything in particular like there's nothing gory in here except the sword for fighting. The scene. sword fight, but like yeah. it's intentionally like, silly, over silly, the top. gory over the top. Yeah, and it's definitely presented as fake. Like it's not presented like they're actually mm. cutting each other's and limbs it's off. Shit, probably one of the best scenes in the movie. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Christina Ricci fake dying is so cute yes she's such she's a good actress awesome, it's insane how good she is at 11 years old uh yeah seriously because this is it's not her first movie but it's one no, of the yeah, first it's movies. one of her first movies yeah she she had done a movie called mermaids a year before yeah mermaids yeah. had share uh-huh some other folks in it <laughs> but she yeah she's she's so good in this but dude just for like somebody that young to come to in and it, understand yeah. like okay you need to be morbid uh-huh. and super um you know devoid of emotion and dark and fucked up and to just nail it but at the same time it's funny it's still yeah she's able to deliver the lines in a funny way it's not just cute where mm-hmm. it's like oh she's a cute little girl saying stuff in a monotone it, she's actually able to hit the lines are they made out of real girl scouts <laughs> dude the way that she is just so perfectly <laughs> even and emotionless that's, all the time I that's love. a weird scene too because that girl the girl scout cookie girl is in adam's family values she's the yeah. longer like so it's like there are two people in this world that interact with wednesday adams that look exactly the same and both get some uh, tremendous shade from wednesday <laughs> she's so great that's the thing that you love about her and morticia is yeah just that like real sly way that they're making fun of everybody yeah dude i even love the way that like whenever it shows her like getting in bed she like crawls into bed and like crosses her arms like she did apparently she improved that no that was her idea that's insane an 11 year old was like i'll do this yeah yes like i'm dead yes dude richie's fucking awesome she's great she is fantastic still to this day awesome yeah yeah she does a great job pugsley in this is a little bit he gets a little less like screen time a little less time in the spotlight but he's perfect for what he needs to be he is yeah yeah he's got it's supposed to be kind of a dopey kid who just uh, enjoys destruction yeah yeah (laughs) he's actually younger than christina ricci he's supposed to be playing the older brother but he's younger than her well, it works on screen. To works me. on screen perfectly well. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's got that, like, just goofy haircut and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he plays it well. And I love the way that him and uh, and his sister are always, like, trying to murder each other. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, encouraged by the parents. Yes. Let's play, is there a God? <laughs> like, that's so fucking dark. She has her brother in the electric chair. Let's play, is there a God? Like, it could have been anything. It could have been, let's play electric chair sure. or whatever. That would have been bad Is there enough. a God? Yeah. It's like, let's go fucking real deep with this. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I love how Morticia is like, we've got to go. We can't do this. And she's like, well, all right. All right. She yeah. flips the switch. And Wednesday looks so excited about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is it in this one or Adam's Family Values where Wednesday is walking through with the knife and Morticia stops her and she's like, is that for your brother? Yeah, this yeah, is this, this, one. this one. Yeah, She hands her like the big cleaver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Bugsley like steals that stop sign. Uh-huh, and you hear the car wreck because of it. It's so good, man. Yeah, it's so dark. Yeah. 
I think there was just a good time of dark kids stuff in the late 80s and early 90s where... It might be part of that, yeah. Because Everybody who was making stuff for kids just went dark with it. Yeah, because we're talking about like fucking Legend and Uh uh, Never Any Story. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Fucking uh, Dark Crystal. Dude, have you watched the new Dark Crystal series I have yet? not. I hear it's great. I am waiting until we move into our like temporary apartment that we're going to be living in there for a minute before I just treat myself to a binge watch of the original Dark Crystal and then this new series. I've heard that it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, me too. I've not heard from one person that it sucks. Yeah, uh, I think it's just one of those things right now where I don't feel like getting into a new show. Yeah, every I know time what you mean. I'm flipping through Netflix, I'm like, yeah, I could watch that. They're gonna watch a new show. I gotta learn new names. Yeah, and- it's like starting a new RPG. Where like, yeah. I gotta learn the battle system. And, <laughs> I'll just play. I'll just play Final Fantasy VII again. <laughs> Fuck it. Secret of Mana. Let's do it again. Millennial problems, huh? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt, man. Man, I'll tell you what though. You know, with all of my like time limitation problems and stuff that I have right now. Yeah. After I move, I'm cutting it down to where I have Tuesdays off. Yeah. So I'm like consolidating a bunch of my teaching days and stuff like that. So I'm actually huh. going to have a day a off day during off. the week. What's that going to be like? I I haven't had that in fucking years. Huh. And again, I know this is first world shit. I play music for a living and there's lots of people that work five days a week for fucking 50 years and then yeah. die. I understand entirely. But for me, this is just going to be like, oh my God, do I have time to like play a video game or something? Try it out. Oh, my God. Ooh, buddy. I'm so fucking excited, man. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. And we've also got uh, some side characters and stuff. Like, we have the accountants mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they're they're pretty minor, but, yeah, they do fine. Yeah. Well acted. Funny stuff. The, I mean, the main, the main family is really where it's at. But you get some good stuff with the accountant and the mom with their silly German accent. Yeah. <laughs> That's all fun. Which, you know what? That's the only way that the casting could have gotten better. Okay, the casting of Mama in this. Grandmama, yeah. Was good, and she did a good job. But they improved it in Adam's Family Values. Because they got... Carol Kane. Carol Kane. <laughs> That's the only way they could have made the casting better. Because yeah. she is better. Yeah. She's she is so much better. It's true. Yeah. She, uh, Carol Kane. She's fucking amazing. And even though she's like probably at this point maybe mid thirties, but playing an ancient old crone, <laughs> so fucking perfect. Man, one of the scenes that I love with her and Morticia in this is where they're going through the wardrobe, and you know, again, a totally just a tacked on scene that didn't even have to be there, but it's just like a one panel comic strip. Yeah, they're going through the wardrobe and they're like Uncle Micmac's winter right, right, right. wardrobe. His summer wardrobe, and then it's just like Uncle, Uncle Mick Mac. Yeah, it's so fucking good. It, it gets me every time. Man. So uh, apparently, Angelica Houston said because Judith Molina, who who played Grandma in this, she's under a, like a lot of makeup. I assume, and she's an older lady. <laughs> Angelica Houston said to deal with having to wear so much makeup that. She would just sit in her trailer and smoke joint after joint after joint. <laughs> no way. So Grandma is high as shit in this room. Just baked out of her mind. <laughs> no. It's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Yes, it is. Dude. Yeah. I wonder if Carol Kane also got stoned. I don't Dude, Carol Probably. Kane, that's one of those people, if I ever found out that she didn't get stoned, I'd I would be, be really like, worried. I would be yeah, shocked. Like, what? I would be downright stunned. Yeah. Dude, that's so fucking funny. 
Now, you mentioned something earlier yeah. about this idea about a, a hurricane. Yeah, this was something that really stood out to me because I was like, I was taking notes and after a while it was just like, I'm not writing down every funny line. Because that's not, kind of all there is to yeah. write down. Yeah, my notes are pretty minimal too. Yeah, the story's pretty simple, but the thing is that when they're in the library and uh, Fester's fake mom has the gun and he pulls he pulls a book out to blow use, her away. Yeah, to blow her away. The book he pulls out is titled Hurricane Irene. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. They don't reuse hurricane names. The only Hurricane Irene okay. that has occurred happened in August of 2011. Right. All right. Okay. So, this is before that. Maybe they pick a name randomly, right? Well, guess what? Hurricane Irene, where did it go through? The Bermuda Triangle. No way. I'm telling you right now. What? This movie's set in 2012. Oh my god. It's the damn future. Holy shit balls. Or Barry Sonnenfeld somehow. Somebody somebody involved in set decoration somehow foresaw a hurricane Irene going through the Bermuda Triangle and was like it's perfect for this movie. Well, Barry Sonnenfeld invented the harp machine that controls the weather. Oh, did he? Yeah, we all know uh, that. Okay, well, that makes sense. Then. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. I had no fucking idea. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, because immediately I was like, Hurricane Irene, that was recent, that right? Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe they probably reused the names. Then I was like, why would they reuse the damn names? Dude. There's a million names. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, you don't read the name. I think you're on to something yeah. here. You're they, onto something. This is from the future. What do you think about the soundtrack in this flick? Now, there's there's some great <laughs> original score stuff. Master of Ceremonies Hammer. That's He's right. some stuff. MC Hammer. Too Legit to Quit. Genuine Banger. Everybody knows it. We all know. Uh, Adam's Groove. <laughs> Fart noises. Better than the song at the end of Adam's Family Values, for sure, which is which just... Which one is that? <laughs> which is just whoop, there it is with Adam's Family. Oh, but family it's Adam's Family, it. yeah. Whoop, there it is, the Adam's Family. They just threw that in. It's absolute fucking Yeah, that's shit. terrible. Yeah, I don't really understand how they linked up like, okay, this 1930s comic strip, this gothic... All right, really shitty early 90s rap. <laughs> it's a good fit. They were even for kids, man. Uh, MC Hammer had a cartoon at this time. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, Jesus. Where I his did shoes forget about talked. That. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. There was this really weird tie-in, and it's always been there and still exists now, where like a lot of like six-year-olds know mainstream rap. Yeah. Like Old Town Road. Like there's sure. videos of like entire yeah. like fucking first grade classes singing yeah. every word of the song and shit. They hear the same stuff we hear. And it sucks. It's not very good. No. They should listen to fucking Car Bomb instead. <laughs> That's what they ought to listen to. How could they sing that as a class? I mean, it'd take great effort, but it would be worth it. Hmm? I'm still hooked on that record. Did you check that out? I did yeah. check it out. Yeah, Fuck. it's good. I mean, I figured you like it because you like some of the Dillinger yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's you know? what it reminded me of. Yeah. It's so insane. Yeah, I did check it out in the videos to it. I mean, it's not awesome. like a particular video. It's just sort of a visualization thing, yeah. but it looks cool. Yeah, it's like a moving fucking abstract painting, P.A. Yeah. Mondrian kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I fucking love that band so much. I'm yeah, obsessed I was with them it. right now. Yeah, so the soundtrack on this features one MC Hammer, who, of course, had quite a time in the limelight in our, in yeah, our childhood. Yeah, for a brief period. Him and his... Uh, his 
bewitching wraps and his <laughs> jammer pants. Man, those pants are great. Did you ever have yourself a jammer pant? Yeah? Yeah, of course I did. Was it a total, like, uh, you know, total parachute pant, like, crotch down your ankles? It wasn't as parachute-y as you would want it to be. That's right. I was a little disappointed with the parachute level. Where did you get yours? It was a Christmas present. It was a Christmas present? Yeah. My mom made mine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And, of course, the crotch was not low enough. Oh, no. But they were still a cool, loose cloth pant with elastic in the ankles and waistband. Yeah. And I got to pick out my fabric over at Peace Goods Fabrics in Morristown. (laughs) And my mom made me a jammer pant. And they did jam. I will tell you this. How legit were they? They were... They weren't, you know quite too legit yeah like not so much that you must like pretty quit. legit though they were legit enough yeah legit enough quit when you're tired <laughs> it was more like that right there i had some my brother had some and they were dope as shit i'm not yeah. gonna lie but you know it's one of those things that when i look back at the stuff that i wanted to wear when i was a kid that my parents were like no Absolutely not. You'll mm-hmm. regret this. They were actually right about that. They were right about a lot of stuff. Along the way, there were times where, for sure, once once I got to my teen years, there were a number of times where I butted heads with my mom or grandma about something, and I look back on it and go, no, they were wrong. They're called Jinkos, Mom. Oh, no. I did not wear Jinkos ever. <laughs> I always thought those were I never had that desire. Stupid. Yeah, I ne- for so some dumb. reason, that totally skipped over me. I yeah. never had the desire to yeah. wear those. But I, I look back on most of it, though, and just go like, yeah, glad they talked me out of that. Kind of wish my mom had talked me out of the rat tail and all Hell that other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Dude, it's the kind of thing, though, where even though I'm saying that, I look back and I'm like, wow, they, they actually guided me right on those. I do think back now and I'm like, man imagine the fucking Instagram fire it would be <laughs> if I had pictures of a young Uncle Ben with like a rat tail, a flat top, and jammer pants down to my ankles. Dude, that post would be yes. hot. That'd be fire right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they were they were right, but they were also They wrong. didn't foresee the fact that we would all embrace our blunder years and find them funny. <laughs> blunder years. Yeah, well that's a subreddit. Check it out. Blunder <laughs> oh, years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's people showing their pictures oh, of fuck. them dressed stupid yeah, back in the dude. day. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But so, yeah, like that that no one could have foreseen in the 80s and 90s that we would all get to a point where we just put everything online and we're not embarrassed by it and we all just find it funny. Yeah, yeah. You look back and you're like, "Look how dumb I used yeah. to be." And people Whereas love in the it. 80s everybody would be like, "Someone thinks I look dumb." Oh no. Yeah. And <laughs> I hide it. Bury it. A pariah. <laughs> yeah. Outlander. That's what they call you immediately when yeah. they see your Outlander. stupid shirt. Stupid shirt, Outlander. <laughs> you wearing a Big Johnson shirt, Outlander. Outlander. <laughs> Big Johnson shirts. When yeah. are those coming back? Uh, probably when No Fear shirts come back. Ooh, I yeah. like it. I'm excited. I'm ready and, for oh, it. What about IOU? Huh? Remember those? Dude, IOU. <laughs> Holy shit. I never had one of those. Oh, you didn't? I, I, I got an IOU sweater that was like super on sale because my family never could have afforded it. Same. It was like yeah. super on sale and looked stupid. I wore the shit out of that thing. I got my first No Fear clothing item when I was probably like 19, which is to say way later than I yeah, should have. Like, that's like 
irony time if you were wearing it by then. It's yep. like, yep. ah, ha, ha, I get the joke. And you're like, yeah, yeah, joke. Oh, yeah, I'm wearing this for the lols. Am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely got made fun of for that one. Probably deserved it. Remember big dog t-shirts? Big dog. You running with the big dogs. I do <laughs> remember those. From Adam? Oh, I know how we went from Adam's family <laughs> to this. It's 90s stuff. It's Just the 90s. Go so, yeah. Just go with it, man. Oh, my God. Big <laughs> dog. And I remember also, too, seeing all the like crappy flea market knockoffs yes. of like, all of these. Do you remember crappy flea market knockoffs, like Simpson shirts and stuff? And the art would never really look exactly yeah, right. Looked, and the colors were different. Yeah, it'd be mm-hmm. like an orange Bart Simpson or something. And mm-hmm. it's like, do you fucking rednecks not even see in color? It's not even <laughs> close to right. Oh, man. Those flea markets, times. dude. I need to go back to like the Morristown flea market one of these days. If you if you guys are listening to this and you don't really know the, the context of like how trashy we're talking, I'm talking about like a flea market that's all outdoors. Gravel. Gravel. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, like you can buy fighting chickens. Yeah. Like out in the open. Oh, yeah. You can buy fighting chickens. Boy, chickens to fight you, with. You bet your ass you can buy a rebel flag on anything. Literally anything. Yeah. You want a guitar with a rebel flag? <laughs> you got it. You want a rebel flag gun that shoots rebel flag bullets? There you, you go. You got it, boy. Oh, my God. Just so fucking trashy. God damn, our childhoods were so yeah. scuzzy, dude. <laughs> so, that's, a, that's why the internet is such a positive thing for kids now, because you could be out in the middle of nowhere and convinced that the world is just all this scuzzy shit around you. Or you go on the internet and go, oh, there are normal people in the world. I, it's not weird that I think all this is weird. I mean, it myself, is weird. I go on the internet and I'm like, oh, everywhere is trashy. That's true. Everywhere is trashy. Humans are just garbage. Garbage people. Got yep. it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much like that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I do miss myself a jammer pants. That's one of those things I do want to... I, I want to one, one day feel that... That, that subtle embrace of some elastic around my ankle, <laughs> my waistband, and I will jam again. Oh, it'll be great. I shall jam again, I say to thee. Ben, I want to tell you about two cameos in here. Okay. One of them, you know, pretty obviously, the dream child appears in this. We got a dream child in this fucking flick yep. with his icy blue eyes. Whit Hertford. That's not a name. That's his name, apparently. That's an onomatopoeia, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Whit Hertford? That's yep. that kid's name? That's his name. Don't what wear it fuck? out. Why would you ever name a child that? It's just like, I don't want you to have a childhood, Whit Hertford. Uh, it's not a kid's name. They could have named it just the Dream Child. Yeah, like, that'd After better. he became the Dream Child, should just change the name. Yeah. You, sir, are That's Dream what I Child. Mm-hmm. Master Dream Child. Now, this other one, you definitely did not see, mm. and you're not seeing it coming. Uh-oh. Cousin It is played by John Franklin, who plays Isaac in Children of the Corn. What? Yeah. That's who's... It. It. The voice of Chucky in Child's Play, that's it. Wait, wait, wait. The voice of Chucky is fucking... No, the Chucky doll, not Brad Dorf when he's playing as Chucky, but when he says like, I'm oh. Chucky, wanna play? Really? Yeah, that's John Franklin. Holy shit. I had no idea about that. Yeah. Crazy, right? Whoa. And he's it. That's awesome. Also, just so you know, I think he was in his 20s when he played Isaac in Children of the Corn. He has some sort of uh, 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 
something that makes him appear young all the time. But he's like actually in his 50s now, I think. Whoa. I did not know that. But he plays it. Crazy. That's pretty awesome. Uh It's got a cool car, too. (laughs) He does. And he listens to MC Hammer, so. Dude, that whole like party scene where they're doing the mamushka and we get to see all the extended Adam's family, all the cousins and shit. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And you were saying you thought it had kind of an influence on some other shit. I did. Uh, It reminded me of Alfonso Cuaron's Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Several scenes in it seem to have so much that you can see in that ballroom scene. I can completely see what you're talking about. Even like the the hunchback Adams kid kind of reminded me. Of somebody you would see in Alfonso Cuaron's Harry Potter yeah. movie, or um, what's the, the the guy whenever whenever Harry goes to the inn and there's the kind of hunchback guy that like welcomes him to his room and right. stuff, the kind yeah. of Igor That's character. What I'm thinking of. Yeah, he totally looks like yeah yeah the guy from the Addams family would have grown up to become that guy. Yeah. So when I saw that, just watching that scene, I immediately was like, "Oh shit, Alfonso Cuaron." Yep, I can hey. totally see it. There's a guy like playing a little horn that's like charming a snake and shit. Yeah. All that stuff seems at home in that movie. That immediately made me think then that uh, Adam's family is semi-responsible for the Harry Potter movies getting good. Well, you might not be wrong. Because without Alfonso Cuaron, who was, I would say, influenced by this, it would have kept that weird, like, golden hue to it. Everything would have been a little too bright. Not as, like, not as dark as the books. And Curaner was able to bring that in really well, and it seemed to me that a lot of it was influenced, perhaps by Adam's family, Tim Burton, stuff like that. I can see it. I can totally see it. Like, after you pointed it out, I was like, wow, yeah, that's absolutely Mm -hmm. in this movie. Hmm. That's really cool, man. Now, of course, this is followed by the sequel, The Adam's Family Values, which some people call the Pinkerton of the (laughs) Adam's Family series. I, I think it's the better movie. And here's why. It has a story, like it, it's more of A story, B story, events happening, progress of characters, etc. It's one less of the single, like single panel joke sort of thing. Fester like falls in love with this chick, right. who Just wants it for his money and yeah. stuff. I mean, in a lot of ways, the story is very similar. It's still Fester is the weak point, and he's he's the one that you have to worry about. And basically. people trying to get the the Adams family fortune, right? Yeah. So it's very similar. Pretty similar. But the the humor is much, I feel like, much darker and more pointed. Mm. Like been a couple of years since I watched it. The particularly okay, so at Fester's bachelor party, <laughs> apparently Lurch baked the stripper into the cake. Oh <laughs> like, I forgot that's about that. Such a like dark God, joke. that's morbid. Yeah, somebody died. Yeah. Then uh, also the at camp the kid that is Wednesday's boyfriend at the end he they like put them all in that house where they have to watch Disney movies oh, or whatever yeah, yeah. and when they first put him in there there's a joke where he sees a picture of Michael Jackson and then screams because this is around the time that the molestation oh. allegations Ugh. came out like, oh god there's some real dark stuff in adam's family values that goes much darker than what you get in this and i think the story is tighter the narrative all comes together in the end and it all like each scene kind of matters yeah not that this is in any way a bad movie i just think that adam's family values is is probably a 
better constructed movie. You might not be wrong about that. You really might not. Like that's one that I always watch, and I'm like, yeah, this is absolutely as good mm-hmm. as as the OG, and in some ways better because honestly, like watching this movie for the podcast under a critical microscope, yeah, trying to analyze the story and stuff. I was like, you know what, the story in this is kind kind of convoluted. Yeah. And is just kind of like strung together with a bunch of scenes that aren't necessarily relevant to the story per se. It's still really great. still fun. still great, yeah. But I think you're right. The sequel has a more clear through line of story, you know? Mm -hmm. I need to watch it again. There are obvious protagonists and antagonists in both the A story and B story. I don't think there's a B story in this movie at all, honestly. Mm, No, not really. Just the singular story about Fester Mm -hmm. is what's going on. And I'll say, too, like, pacing-wise, I think after they get kind of kicked out of their house and they're kind of living at a hotel, it kind of drags for me, man. Yeah, I was going to ask if it was the same for you, because, like, whenever, you know, you've got the characters applying for jobs and stuff. Yeah, those are funny jokes. It it is funny. Like, I love whenever Morticia's at the interview and she's like, well, what's your major? (laughs) And she's like, I majored in spells and hexes. And the interviewer is like, liberal arts. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. Like, there, there's some great gags that come there out are. of it. But ultimately, it does seem to kind of like chill out there for a second, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, because, yeah, it, it just that the story has to develop on the fester end, but you don't want to stop showing the family because they're the funny part. So, like, you got to keep intercutting the fester stuff with the family stuff, and it just kind of, yeah, it starts to, starts to drag where maybe you could have cut down to just the very necessary fester stuff get that done in a couple scenes and then move on seems that way yeah yeah again it's not one of those things that i'm like oh my god will this movie ever end no it's, it's all no, of it's, it's an hour great. 40 or so right oh uh, yeah actually hour 33 I think. Hour 30, it's not even yeah. that long so it's not really that yeah. long or anything but i will say just as a whole it does tend to drag a little in the yeah. third act for me yeah you know i agree so i don't know i will i will mark that as kind of a complaint yeah, I, I I think there are definitely ways this could have been improved, but at the time, I I think they were just hoping to not lose money, and they were obviously very surprised by its success. Like it, from all the the production trouble and rights trouble and all that stuff, they were just hoping to break even. So to be able to you know make a ton of money off of it, and then to make a sequel that also made a ton of money, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That this ended up being what it is and that it still has the audience it has today. This is a movie you still see people posting about on social media. It comes on regularly around Halloween on like ABC Family and stuff like that. So people are watching it yeah. still to this day. It's an immortal classic. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking quotable. It is. Like there's quotes from this movie that Kate and I use like all the time. Uh-huh. Man. Dude, I-, I love whenever Gomez is looking at Morticia at the first of the movie and he's like... I would die for her. I would kill for her. Either way, what bliss. <laughs> like, I use that shit all the time. It's so funny to me, man. Yeah, yeah just because it does strike that perfect blend of being morbid and dark, but also still family-friendly. It is It is still family-friendly. I think... I, I don't even know if this would scare a child under five. No, I don't think I so. I think it's still presented in a funny, jokey manner... To the point that no matter how dark it gets, it's not scary yeah. to kids. 
And it, as dark and morbid as it gets, too, it's like, I'm never like, you know what would be funnier is if they, he said fuck in that line. Oh, yeah. That's it, true. There's like no profanity Not really, really in the movie at all. No, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. I don't think... But it never felt like they were holding hmm. back either. It never felt like they were like, no. oh, this could have been funny, but we need to keep it PG, so let's rein it back. Yeah. It's just like, no, it's, it's, it's clean humor, but it's also really fucked up. Yeah. And that's a very hard tone that's, yeah. that's a to tough nail. Little I do. At walk. the very end of the movie, they play Waking the Dead, which is where they go <laughs> to the graveyard and dig up their family. Yeah. That's <laughs> way fucked up. But it's not presented in like a PG-13 fucked up way yeah you know it's, it's all just childish fun yeah so i commend this movie for having such a unique tone and atmosphere and sense of humor to it that i can't really think has been replicated in just about any fucking movie yeah paranormal's close but still not, not really yeah i mean uh nightmare before christmas perhaps has some element to yeah. that but i think it nightmare before christmas could be scary to a kid in a yeah. way that this couldn't yeah Oogie so Boogie too. could be scary that's for sure. exactly what i was thinking yeah. yeah for sure yeah whereas this is all taking place in the real world and it's you know you got this weird fucked up family but you also have like normal ass people that they're interacting with that keeps it kind of grounded in yeah. real world rather than going totally scary so overall, you got any parting thoughts and ratings of this flick, Steve? Uh, yeah, I think that this movie came together despite a lot of things that could have easily made it fall apart. And I think most of that probably falls on to the cast being perfect. Yeah, they gave 150%. Yeah. Nobody half-assed it no. at all. Everybody and, gave their whole ass for this movie. And they could have. I mean, honestly, if you watch the Adams Family show and you see Fester, he's more of like a, a funny, almost like maybe a Three Stooges type of character. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, Whereas Christopher Lloyd... Christopher Lloyd brings some... Brought a lot to uh, it. Yeah, he brings yeah. some actual character to the character. I, I think Morticia and Gomez are perfect. They fit the, they fit the tone of the show... Mm-hmm. But they also bring... I think they bring some intensity. There was a little more comedy maybe to their relationship in the show. Whereas in the, the movie, I think there's some real intensity there that actually makes the comedy funnier. Mm-hmm. Where they they seem so into each other that it's not even that they're going over the top. It's that it's over the top, but they're sincere about it. And it's oh, yeah. funny. And don't you love like all the crazy shit? And they're like, whenever she wakes up and the sun hits her and like the, the flower wilts uh-huh. over there in the background. And there's that scene later with Morticia where she's like strung up on the, on the torture rack uh-huh. and like Gomez walks in and it like really turns him on and stuff. Uh-huh. God, dude. <laughs> it's so funny. And then Christina Ricci is amazing. The, the whole cast is rounded out extremely well. There, there's not a lot to complain about here though i don't think it's like a perfect movie in any way i think Mm -hmm. there are a lot of issues with it a lot of problems that get ironed out in adam's family values and they're ironed out specifically because it's proven to make money whereas in this they were really taking a gamble and to extend from 25 million to 30 million was like a huge risk that could have lost them everything and ended up just being exactly perfect. So 
while the movie succeeds and does a, a lot of great stuff, it's not perfect. And the story is, you know, not entirely well plotted out, but it's so fun that that's not really something to complain about. So for me, this is like, um, I don't know, seven and a half. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah about a seven and a half. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I get you, man. It's like, it's like you said, the story is kind of less important than the characters yeah. themselves. I feel like we talked about some movie recently where we were like, it's like they wrote a bunch of amazing characters <laughs> and then kind of skimped on some story a little mm-hmm. bit. I can't remember which one that was. But this sort of has a little bit of that where they took a great batch of awesome pre-established characters and just cast them utterly perfectly. I mean, the strongest suit of this um, movie is the casting. Yeah. For sure. It's fantastic. But all of that is complemented by, like we said, the amazing costumes, the amazing sets, the soundtrack and stuff that suits the movie great, mm-hmm. the humor. It's like everybody just had a clear vision of what this movie was supposed to be. It's like yeah. I don't I don't think anybody had conflicting ideas yeah. of what they were making here, you mm-hmm. know? So whenever you have that kind of like unity of vision from top to bottom in a production, a lot of times you can really tell yeah. when everybody understood the movie that was trying to be made at the time. I feel like this is one of those that that feels like everybody was vibing on the same thing. Yeah. Um uh, Third act drags a little bit, but man, one of the things that I love about this movie is how quickly it establishes the tone. I mean, yeah. like I said, the the very intro, you've got them throwing fucking boiling, boiling tar or whatever, yeah, on Christmas Carol. And I love how the tar like stays splattered on the front of the house the oh, rest yeah, of the is, entire yeah, movie. Yeah, that's a running part of it is that yeah, the tar they splash from the beginning is there it's the there, whole time. The yeah. whole time, man. And then also, too, I, I forgot to mention, man, the special effects of Thing oh, still yeah. look fucking great. Yeah, there's only one scene where I thought it looked a little bad, and that's where you're doing he's... the Morse code. Oh, actually, that didn't look that bad to me. It looked like a hand coming out of a table to me yeah, during that scene. And that probably is what it was. Oh, yeah, it definitely but was. You could see part of when, the table. Whenever moving. a thing was running from the table to the front door to open the door, like it seemed like the hand was moving too fast. I know what you mean. It's like the digits weren't really moving fast yeah. enough to be making it travel right. that quickly. I was okay with it. I kind of thought yeah. that it looked like it was a comedic effect thing more than a realism thing. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, seriously, the fact that they did this in 1991 without CGI, and that's an actual disembodied human hand. Yeah. Pretty sick. It's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. But, yeah, the way that this movie just establishes the tone so fast. Yeah. You know, like, within five or ten minutes, it's like you fully understand the dynamic of this family and the world that they live in. And uh, it just kind of carries you at that pace the rest of the way. I really love that about it. I love the sets. I love the costumes. It's just really great, man. And again, I've got warm and fuzzies for it because it's just such a yeah. long-standing family tradition. You know? Yeah, I was trying to cut away from those for myself because I yeah, this is a movie I've seen a million times. I'm trying to be objective about it, but yeah, uh, totally. I'll never, I'll never look at it negatively. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, same, same here. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'll always kind of associate it with good stuff around this time of year. So for me, you know, okay, if I'm not going to let my warm and fuzzies get in the way and give it like a fucking 10, 
I'm gonna say it's still like a solid. I'm I'm higher than you. I think it's like an eight and a half or nine. Okay, for me, you know, where, that's fair. Yeah, dude, it, it's always so funny. Even though I've seen this movie a hundred times and I know all the jokes inside yeah. and out, it still cracks me up to watch them being uh, played out on screen. Yeah, I'll watch I this. Could go, I could go as high as eight, maybe even eight and a half. Yeah, I I I think I'm comparing it to. Adam's Family Values and thinking like, well, that's not a perfect movie, but I'd give it probably a nine. I need to watch that one again. Yeah. I'll watch that one again this year before it's Halloween, so I think. Yeah. so good. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Well, it's a great flick. Sit down and watch it with your kith and kin. Sure. This Halloween. You don't watch it with a stranger. Just grab somebody off the yeah. street. Sir, you want to watch Adam's Get Family? in here. Get in here, you tell him. Come here. I bet they would. Yeah. I bet if you invite... Okay. Here's a test. Invite 10 people to watch Adam's Family. I bet you get at least two. Two out of 10 people sure. will be like, all right, all let's right, do I'm it. I'm on board. Yeah. And it might be me and you. That might be it. Might yes. Be us. <laughs> we'll watch it any old time. So you guys be sure to make this part of your own familial traditions. Or just your own solo tradition. Family tradition. <laughs> this year and beyond. Well, Steve, we got ourselves another flick we're going to be talking about next week, right after I touch down and land back in America after going to Colombia, which I'm very excited about. It's going to be a fun time. And uh, as I touch wheels back on the, the tarmac of this great state of Tennessee, our viewers will be listening to something they'll find out in just a second after we tell them how to give us their money. Hey, you Smooth can transition. go on. That was really good. Thank you. I know. Go on over to patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. We got a, a few tiers over there. Become a $5 tier patron and you can submit a movie title oh. to potentially be randomly drawn and covered on this movie. On this movie. On this movie podcast. And covered on this horror movie podcast for November. We're asking all of our $5 patrons to only give us vampire movies so we can yeah. continue our tradition of no vampire. But we will, in November, be doing four Patreon-suggested movies. Woo. One will be drawn randomly, and three will be voted on on our Facebook group. That's right. So become a $5 patron. You can decide what we cover in November. I'm hoping potentially for something like Underworld or Twilight. Something we can talk mad shit yeah. about. Uh, we've already we've already got Blade, Ooh, which I would awesome. love to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Interview with a Vampire, another yeah, great dude, one. That's one of those yeah. ones. I'm like, why haven't we done that yet? Blackula was submitted. I'd do that. Never seen. I've also never seen Dracula Dead and Loving It. You haven't. That's right. We've talked about that. Yeah, I yeah. would watch that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we would talk about in that movie. It is just pure spoof. <laughs> There's like nothing new to it. But awesome. Whatever. Anyway. Awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, so you guys be sure to there. submit those on there. I, we've also never done like Martin. We've never covered uh, yeah, that George on George Romero's Martin. That is one that uh, definitely worth doing. Yeah, there's so many. Oh, somebody suggested Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which... Oh, yes. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Holy shit. It's so good, uh -huh. man. Yeah, there's tons out there. We've not done Fright Night 2. Yeah, or the remake of Fright Night, which I've also heard good things about. I think that I saw it's it a David long Tennant, time ago. David Tennant, Anton Yelkin, uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell is like yeah. big eyebrows guy. Colin yeah. Farrell. 
Yeah, that's one that we need to do too. So yeah, you guys be sure to put it in your submission. Sign up for that Patreon today. If you like what we do and want to say thanks, be sure to go on there. Sign up today. And we owe some patrons some shout outs. Shout, shout, shout. Shout. Let shout. it all out. Perry Jambuzzi. Perry Jambuzzi. What's up, buddy? This, guy, this guy's a great boy. I like this boy. Do you? He's a good boy. Yeah, man. With the name Jambuzzi, I'm thinking he make it a pizza. He make it a pizza. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening, Perry. Appreciate it, man. Shout out to Sage. Is somebody burning her and smudging a house? I I hope for her sake that no one is burning her. Ouch. Like you've <laughs> always got like old mystic ladies with crystals walking up to you like holding you know, lighters in your elbows. I think Ow, Sage, damn. Sage can also be a male name now that It could be a guy it. name. It could. I hope for their sake. I hope for sake. their non-gender related sake. There you go. People aren't trying to burn him or her with lighters. Yeah, because it won't clear your house of evil spirits. In fact, it'll probably put one in there. I think if you burn somebody in your house, they probably haunt you. Maybe the effect of burning someone named Sage. (laughs) That counteracts the house. Right. It might be that. Uh, Steve. Not me, though. Oh, it's not you? Just a different Steve. Is it my dad? I hope so. Dad. Dad. Come on, man. You You could send me a birthday card or something instead of this. Come on. Jessica Matthews Williams. She's Matthews Williams? Yeah. So Matthew has a Williams. Yeah. And Jessica is it. I hope that she buys Ruth's Crisp Steakhouse. <laughs> and it's Matthews Williams' Ruth's Crisp Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, I'd go there. If I ever manage to make enough money to buy an entire steakhouse chain, I'm going to rename it Ruth's Lisp Steakhouse. <laughs> What an awful name for a fucking restaurant. God yeah. damn. Um, and finally, last, but certainly not least. Of course not. Our homeboy, Maddie Jones, who I forgot to shout out in September. You're the man, Maddie. You're What's the up, man, baby? Maddie. Thank you so much. You've been supporting us for months. He's been around. He gets around. Round, round, round. round. He, he gets, gets around. around. I get around. God, I'm thinking about Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> That movie made me so happy and so sad as a kid. It is a sad one, yeah. Made me sad. He comes back, nobody remembers him and stuff. But it made me uh, happy and sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for your support on our Patreon page. That gives me a big happy. Mm Mm-hmm. It helps me fight off the sad. It helps me fight off a cold. Ooh, you don't say. Yes, there's some money at it. Cold was like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah, I'll back off. Sure, sure. That works. All right, so we'll be talking about none other than a zombie land next week, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Just in time for that uh, sequel yeah, that's uh, coming tap. out. Yeah. I'm, I hope that that's awesome. I'm sure that it will be. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm yeah. getting excited for it. The previews look pretty cool. They do. I mean, given the personnel and stuff, I would be surprised if they fucked it up. Yeah, it seems like it would be hard. Written you know? by the... People who wrote Deadpool and Deadpool 2, you think yeah. they're suddenly going to suck at it? I don't think that they are. Yeah. I think it's going to turn out just all right. Yeah. So we'll find out about it soon enough. You guys be sure to tune in next week for our episode about Zombieland. And also follow us on all our various social media. Where can they find us, Steve? Social media. <laughs> you can find us over at Twitter. <laughs> And Instagram <laughs> at Dead Lovely Pod. We're also on First Burke. <laughs> so 
dumb. Yeah. Uh, we dead and lovely horror movie podcast group. Uh, we have a Discord if you want the link Discord. to that. We've <laughs> Discord. We've posted it several million times, but if you want it, just email me. I'll send it to you. What else we got? Uh, uh, Pornhub. Pornhub, yeah. Our Pornhub site. Check it out. Yeah, scope it. Just Actually, we, we should put our podcast on there. I Well, I have already claimed our, <laughs> our yeah, name on it. Pornhub. Yeah. Although, I will say the kind of viewership that we would receive from people that are searching for the terms dead and lovely Ooh, on a porn site. That's a good point. Woo, man. Yikers. Whoa. Well, yeah, we might get big with the uh, necrophiles. <laughs> Welcome to the biggest horror podcast in all the necrophile community. It's dead and lovely. The yeah. deader, the better, we always say. Oh, no. <laughs> you guys be sure to tune in next week. Thanks so much for listening uh, to this episode of the show. I'll let you guys know all about my wonderful expedition to South America. Next time, and if you well, uh, not hey, next I mean, time, technically, next, we already next recorded time. that yeah. episode. The next next time, yeah. If you live, uh, you know, around Cartagena in Colombia, come on out and holla, say holla, what's holla. up. Give me a high five. Well, bam. Well, you guys have been fantastic. We've been dead and lovely. We'll see you guys soon. Au revoir. Bye. I'm sick of my soul. Get to the microphone. Like, when was the first person who sang like that and somebody was like, that's a fucking jam right there? Oh, that's the sound. You found the honey sound. Oh, 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 honey, don't you leave me. (laughs) Oh, Susanna. (laughs) That's the happening new sound. Yeah, it was for a period of time. I think so. You hear like that blasting out of the Victrola and you'd be like, shit's going <laughs> oh, down. Shit, that's my fucking jam. Turns into that scene from Creep Show. Everybody's <laughs> dancing. Oh, dude. <laughs> and people like used to kind of talk funny too, didn't they? Yeah. They all have that. Oh, 23 schedule. Uh-huh. Whatever, fuck you. I wonder if there were people in those days who were like, that's just a fad. That's not how we all talk. People aren't going to talk that way forever. Yeah. You should just go ahead like, and stop No now. way, sir. You just wait. You just gotta sound very dated when you go back and listen on the Victrola in the 1980s. (laughs) When you listen on a wax cylinder. (laughs) This is me, Thomas Edison, on a wax cylinder. (laughs) Why did they talk crack, crack, crack? Lots of crackles on those wax cylinders. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is back then. That's right when um, people really got into ASMR. Oh shit! Really? So as they were recording these early wax cylinders, he was opening like some crackers, crackling paper. You know, he had somebody stand next to the mic chewing popcorn with the mouth yeah, open. That makes sense. Yeah. Bubble wrap. Constantly popping bubble wrap. A lot of bubble, bubble wrap. wrap back in the day. <laughs> Unfurling chip bags. Sour cream and onion. My favorite. 